and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast. And today I've got a very special guest with me. Phil is off, where is he? He's off scalivanting somewhere in the woods with some lady <laughs> friend or something. So Rory's here instead. Welcome, Rory. Hello, how's everyone going? Um, I don't think they can reply. Well, James, James is coming later. Is actually. it? Oh, my God, <laughs> our one fan. Our one fan is coming later. But how are you? You right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah been uh, enjoying, uh, enjoying uh, everything to do with the DBL side at the minute. And uh, yeah, and then obviously a little bit of ninth age. Got uh, the London Open coming up later on this month, or oh. no, next month, so um, yeah, very exciting time. You didn't tell me you were going to randomly start plugging shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to charge you. Yeah, well, like, you know, I'm here now. Like, otherwise, it's just you talking into the microphone, right? <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to that. So. Um, yeah, that's yeah. good. You haven't got stage fright. Like, uh, you have to say, it's weird. Like, one of the most po- popular in terms of, like, numbers of people who've listened to it episodes was when... James and I ran through, like, after we did the DBL draft. It was really oh, good. Like, yeah. we literally ran through every conference, a little bit on each conference. Yeah, I remember that one, yeah. But James just, like, really struggles to kind of, like, because I've had him on before in a three, but as when it was a twosome, he's very much, like, well, you yeah. kind of ask him a question, and there's, like, one word back, yeah. and I was like, mate, you gotta, we've got to be drunkers. Because <laughs> we were sitting in quite a stale pub environment. Both of you drinking Cokes. Yeah, but yeah. people loved it, so maybe... Maybe, maybe they're like the more, infor- the more informed content, you know, <laughs> rather than just people sitting around getting pissed and, uh, and having a chat. Talking shit, yeah. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, right, so this podcast, um, we're going to do a bit of news first and talk about, and actually fold into that, we're going to talk about the DBL and where that is, because we're near the end of the season, which is cool. Uh, and then we we put it out on the chat and said, "Who wants to hear stuff from Rory, the great master of Blood Bowl?" And only one person came back. <laughs> Andy was like, "Oh yeah, talk to me about." He wants to know about picking a team and what you go into for that. Basically, uh, like you know, and and does he want picking a team in terms of league, in terms of you know tournament play, or just a bit of everything? Yeah. So he just wants to tell him how to run his life. That's yeah, the real thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about considerations for picking a team and like what you might go into for that. Um, and then uh, wrap up with a bit of hobby stuff about what we've been doing. Yeah, the hobby hurry. The hobby hurry, yeah. exactly. Cool, well, so news first. Well, Phil and I, and actually, we tend to go over news again and again and again, because whilst Blood Bowl, they're giving us loads more shit, it's sort of stagnated the last couple of months. There's been a little bit less happening, because we've been like having... Like two monthly stuff, like yeah, coming at us yeah, like yeah. left, right, and centre. I but. think you've also been doing these podcasts a little bit more often, whereas before it was kind of like, oh, one every three months would be a little bit lazy, and then Games Workshop would have dropped loads well, of bombshells. I'm trying, to, I think we can basically average one a month. Yeah. And our very first one was a Christmas special, basically, last just before Christmas, and this will be episode 10. Oh, and we're on yeah. September, so yeah. we'll pretty much have done 12 yeah. in the year. Yeah, it's kind of worked yeah. out. Yeah. Um, but so I think we can talk about the news that's happened because we'll get a different perspective because yeah. it's the Lisbon is the big thing. Yeah, exciting times. Um, yes, and have you heard anything more about positionals? or what? Uh, we, think, we think there's a positional. Yeah. There's a skink that looks <laughs> like he's different. Yeah, well, <laughs> well there's, there's a couple, isn't there? There's a couple of like the little skinks. You kind of, oh, could this be a thing? Mm-hmm. What I love about them as well is you see the model and everyone's trying to just guess. They're what kind of like, yeah, be? could this be something and then yeah. you know like is it like all a big double bluff from games workshop where they just come out and they go yeah skin score and they you know you have to buy the crocs and you won't come out for two years and it'll cost 30 quid with <laughs> well the um when the halflings came out it, there was less of that early on because people just people did, weren't expecting it it yeah, hadn't happened yeah, yet yeah. and so oh there's a slightly bigger halfling and like one that's catching like that wasn't a thing originally yeah, 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 yeah. they were like what yeah. there are catches yeah there are hefties what's this bullshit yeah. um and i think i think we're seeing a trend now where i was talking to 
Phil about it on the last cast about I reckon like ogres will definitely get something. Yeah. And whether yeah. that's they decide they're going to do like an iron gut ogre or they're going to do snotling positionals, like we don't know that. Yeah. Yet, but yeah I think there'll yeah. be something. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And I think like there's also more and more talk that BB2 is going to have like a few rules, tweaks, and changes as well when it comes out next year, isn't it? They've been oh, checked. the computer one. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. So oh, B- sorry, B- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As in the new sort of tabletop level, let's talk about. It's not just going to be, whereas the original Blood Bowl from 2016, it was basically, this is the same rule set, and there was yeah. like, you know, weeping blades on gutters, and that was like, basically the only change, yeah. that and the catch, the human catchers, right? But there's talk that there's going to be more of that type of change coming in with the, with the new Blood Bowl next year, so like, yeah. Well, we, don't, we don't reckon the core rules will change at all, though, do we, really? No, I think the basic rules will change, but they'll just add stuff, right? You know, because, I mean, that's what Games Workshop is. They always do. They always might be a couple of skills, new skills, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, maybe. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it? You know, so it's like, maybe sort of, Getting rid of some of the ones which are kind of uh, utility is less less useful, you know. I don't know, you know, and uh, and I think it's all just part of keeping you on your toes, really, isn't it? It's kind of mm. going, what what is what are they going to bring out? They're not going to release a whole game and not make any changes, right? You know, they're no. not going to release and just bring two new teams to the party. You know? I mean, it has it has annoyed me the um, the death zone thing because I'm all for like publications coming out and new stuff and quite happy to do that. I just want every year for them to release a big book that I will buy (laughs) that has all of the rules in so I can buy it and use it. And it's really annoying that they haven't done that yet. So I'm hoping that this Blood Bowl 2 will be, here is a book, here are all of the skills, all of the, and you know, like when we have these things in the, because at the moment when someone comes to the chat and asks a thing, I go to the 2016 CRP because they're all the same. And that's where I check the rules. Oh, from. Not like in 2016. You're talking about the really old one, right? The yeah, really the CRP. Old. Yeah, the yeah, sorry, CRP as in yeah. the as in the PDF. Like yeah, to go yeah. To that. yeah so, because there so, isn't because so. there isn't a GW one. Yeah, and if GW do, they need to do something because then I will go to that. Like, that yeah, is that is it. the thing that's I will exactly. use. Well, the thing is, everyone will buy it, download it, put it on their phone, yeah. and then that's you know that that's a single source of truth. But you're right that that doesn't exist for. Uh, At the moment, there's like so many publications. It's silly. I mean, because they've started doing it with the spikes, isn't they? Do the spike almanac mm. um, every year, which is fuck great. Like, yeah. I mean, I buy all the magazines, so I just have those maps, so I'm happy to use those. Yeah, yeah. But they should just do like, like Age of Sigmar, do a general's handbook, do yeah, yeah. Blood Bowl handbook. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Christmas. part of the reason it's so important as well is that it is just you don't want to have to go to oh, I need Spike Volume Three, you know, yeah. sec- Season Two or whatever, you know, <laughs> in order to get to find this one specific rule. You just want to be able to go to the one place and just. You don't mind having to flip through pages to try and find it, right? You know, yeah. you don't mind that bit, but you do mind having to go. Oh, I'm not really sure which one. You end up having to create your own glossary. Mm. In effect, of like, you know, uh, so when did this come? Was it Spike Three or was it Spike Four? Or, or was, <laughs> was it Death Zone? I don't really remember, you know. But it's 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 a one of them, you know. And it, it's actually it's, it's a barrier to entry to new players as well. Yeah, right? definitely. You know, that's, like it, that's what you don't want. Exactly. You know, that's all about getting more people to play this great game, right? So. Mm. Exactamundo. Right, and then the other big news is, I mean, um, so your last po- uh, episode came live from the LGT. Uh, this is not live. This is live from, uh, what is it, F- Phil and Rory Studios and <laughs> yeah. Dray- Drayton Park Studios. Casa de Bowl, I think it's been christened in the old chat, right? So, um, but, uh, so we're live from Casa de Bowl here. But we have now had the LGT. It's finished. And you know what? Um, we've talked about this already. I was very pleasantly surprised. I've heard nothing but good things, you know, about, about the whole event. You know, so if you remember... Those of you with long memories going back to uh, 2018 and mm. the uh, the podcast airwaves were filled with people having a go at the, the, the LGT generally. Uh, the Blood Bowlers and the 40Ks in particular were very, very unhappy with how it all ran. But this time around, it seems to have been... Uh, seems to be nothing but positive reviews from everyone. Yeah, yeah which is excellent. Yeah. And, I, and we had a very small... A small corner. We had the minimum required. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, so for NAF, I didn't, I didn't actually know till the event. Someone suddenly said, 
like one of the old ECBBL guys was going around counting to check that this is going to count. And I didn't know you have to, you, you have to start with 12 people. Yeah. Um, and, and people can drop out, but you have to start with 12 people, 12 was, names on was the Was that list. Dave? Was it perfect? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I want this to count. Just was it? <laughs> um, yeah, Grit was going around. But uh, um, we started with 14 because Nick played day one and I played spare player. And then Nick dropped out after game three. No, game two. So I played two games. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we had 12 for second days. We, had the, we actually had an official 12 and played the whole event. We had a quorum, it was fine. Um, and um, so we were in a very small corner, but the atmosphere was fabulous. And I really hope next year that we can get a bigger group of blood bowlers to go and yeah. take in the atmosphere. Yeah, and actually that's something we've talked about, I think, at, at length with the, uh, the various TOs in and around London about how we've probably... There's been there's been a lot of tournaments this year, hasn't there? You know, if you think of yeah. London tournaments, there's been a lot of tournaments, which which is obviously great because you know the scene is growing, but also people do get tournament fatigue, especially when you've got DBLs in full swing, ECBBL is just about to kick off again, mm-hmm. uh, and, and the World Cup this year, yeah, and the World Cup is big, isn't it? You know, so um, so yeah, so I think it's a, uh, uh, but also like we know that next year uh, things are likely to be could be on a different date, you know, and so it's all about making sure that our calendar aligns so that we can ma- make the most of it because the LGT should be like. It should be one of the premier events in the calendar year, right? Yeah, like, from a so. blood bowl perspective. You know, I think yeah. so, yeah. And uh, well, it was interesting. I was going to say um, what was good about the LGT is that basically all twelve players were really strong players. So there was there were no easy games because when you only have a when you have a six game event, yeah, all of the yeah, and the guys you're were saying you play half half the yeah half the lineup, and right? the guys were saying they were genuinely every game was like nails. <laughs> and so by the Sunday, they were just like all absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Like, oh my god, because you know, there was no like quick easy. Oh, I've got, I mean, James is probably the easiest with his, uh, yeah, with his yeah. halflings. But even then, it would be like hard work just going to take it like four hours to complete the game. <laughs> yeah. Although I heard the picture was staged. There, no. was, that ep- no. there, was, <laughs> there was that epic Never. picture that went round like at the end of the day when he's kind of like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's halfway through lunch and James is still on like, you know, turn four, second half. Um, whether or not that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was la- he was second last to finish on that one. He was generally yeah. right. Second last, that's um, fine. Yeah. You know, like... I mean, the thing is, when all your halflings are dead, there's, there's, <laughs> and your tree there's only so many... Yeah, yeah, the tree would have rooted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Both trees have rooted, all your halflings are dead. And he's going, what can I do? <laughs> nothing, James. <laughs> Absolutely just, nothing. Just move the token. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, so like we are saying, we hope, hope that we can make the LGT bigger and like I said, more of a premier event. Um, and I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit more about the London scene in general, because of course yeah. we've got the balls yeah. for the first time this year. The balls at the end of the year, but we've got a couple of tournaments before that, haven't we? Um, oh, I mean, just generally the balls. Oh, right, yeah, the, the whole balls the, the whole thing. Yeah, the, yeah, fact yeah. That, the fact that all the London events this year count towards a... Count towards something, right? A thing. Yeah. It's the first time it's been done in the UK, really. Yeah, and it's exciting. And like, it's interesting that I really like what Rob's done with the, uh, with the rules pack, you know, so uh, the way that it's, you know, it's effectively a three-player teams thing, you know, and you can sort of take... Depending on which league you're "quote unquote" representing, you can take sort of different, different mutations, different skills in order to yeah, league rats. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think that's quite that's quite a lot of fun, right? And I, and I do th- sometimes think, like in Blood Bowl, we, we sometimes we sometimes miss out on the fun. Forget the fun. Yeah, you know, no like, fun. Exactly. You know, like you know, it's all it's about the two- That's it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all about the two-one grind. And it should always be about the two-one grind. You know, sometimes it should be about the leaping troll. You know, jumping into foul somewhere. You know, there's. Well, and it was interesting, we had a debate, we've got like a little balls chat with all the kind of tournament reps chatting about it, and it was interesting the different perspectives where Rob was kind of challenging the backbreaker pack about, you know, like, yeah. it not being about the 2-1 grind, and yeah. you know, we were just saying variety is great, like if you can have events where you have different win criteria, yeah. 
then it encourages you to play in different ways. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like the whole, it's a different tiebreaker. That's what it comes down to. Because ultimately, you know, if you win six games and everyone else wins five, you know, you should win the tournament, right? You know, but it's all about the different tiebreakers, you know. And and his point was that, you know, the bonus point system can, um, I suppose, can influence someone or make someone win even though they're not necessarily being the best player just because they've been able to get all of their bonus points uh, yeah. which, 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 is a, which is valid but, but I don't necessarily think it's a, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing is it right? it depends how you it depends how you weight it so for the LGT you get bonus points but it was I'm trying to remember I'm, I'm pretty sure it was 10 for a win 5 for a draw and 1 for a bonus point all right, yeah, so yeah. it just doesn't affect it like sure you could win you know you could get all 6 of your bonus points and that counts for one more than a draw. Yeah. But it just it doesn't come into you know that's why it's weighted like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That it is genuinely a tiebreaker, but yeah. it isn't a point. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And and the other thing that um, Rob brought up as well, which is actually an interesting one, is this whole strength of schedule being the, f- the first tiebreaker. You mm. know, so if you've played harder players, you know, you sort of you benefit as a as a result. And again, you know, I think it I think strength of schedule is a really good tiebreaker. Um, I also like you know what backbreaker does with your know, touchdown difference and casualty difference being the tiebreakers, you know. And I think it's again, it's just makes slightly different, makes people play the game slightly differently, you know. You know, if you're more likely, if you need to score lots of touchdowns, then you know, and you and the other guy sitting on the other table next to you have both got similar records, you know, and you've got the chance to go for three one, you know, as opposed to two one, then then you go for three one, you know, because it could make a difference come further down the line, you know. Exactly. And um, yeah, and, and I, I think it's a healthy debate to have, and we'll probably have it again, right? You know. Yeah. I mean. Different- the great thing is that people disagree, so they're going to keep running their events how they yeah. want. So that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean, strength. So strength is the big, the one drawback of strength. Strength of schedule that doesn't come up that often, but came up for me at the pearlies was uh, when Wolf and Dan dropped out day yes, two. Yeah. So myself, I, I can't remember if it was with Kamesh, It might have been Mark, but there were two of us who were re- like it actually didn't. We were relatively high up because I'm trying to think how many players there were. There were 30 something, and I think I finished like eighth or ninth or something. But if I'd won my last game, I would have been right up in the mix. Yeah. And I was like down two places because of because he yeah, played yeah. he played no games on the second day. Yeah, so that, yeah, just, yeah. that just skews it. And I don't know if there's a way you can create some sort of algorithm where it where you have to average what he's got because he, but then does he win them or not? It's, it's difficult. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. Because either way, you're going to fuck somebody. So yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, it is fair. You know, and like you said, there's no system's perfect, right? You know, and I think that's actually what we came down to is that. All tiebreakers are inherently flawed in some way or another, and it's whichever one you pick, which is you think is the least flawed or the one that influences the game least detrimentally. You know, I think that's what it comes down to. But I think enough of uh, enough of that. Let's talk about what's coming up because we've obviously, as part of balls, it's all about the uh, the London scene and the London tournament. So there's a there's a few more coming up, isn't there? There are, yeah. So there's um, Warble, uh, Winter Warble, yeah. that is now going to count because we're going back and forth on whether it's going to count. Yeah. So it was going to be before. The Bulls Cup, which yep. is when Rob wanted to do the announcements, yep, yep. Um, but it's not going to be after. And I think I've persuaded him we need to talk more that we're going to do the awards at the Masters. Yes, uh, yes Masters. We're about. Um, so those, I think there's two more events, isn't there? The Bulls yep, Cup, the Bulls Cup itself, and then the Winter World War, right? So, um, and then there's we will crown the league champion as in the person who finishes top. Yep. And then the top sixteen are going to be invited to the first, the inaugural London Masters, which is great. And we, and Rory and I, haven't quite nailed down exactly what it's going to look like, but we know that it's 
top 16 or who can come, so a few of them. Yeah, so, so effectively top 16 and then anyone who drops out, that, that number will fall for the uh, people, for the rankings in balls. Yeah. Um, and they get effectively a three days, three days gaming of Blood Bowl at the, uh, at the end of January. That's the idea. And then you are then crowned the... Uh, the London the, Master. The London Master, right? And I, and I think it'd be really, it would actually be a really good thing to give the awards out there as well. Yeah. Because that will encourage people to attend and yep. come down and see all that. And actually, that's part of what we want to do. Like, I, I, I don't know, like, Watching one game of Blood Bowl is fun, right? Watching three or four games of Blood Bowl can be a little bit challenging if you're not taking part. Yeah. But I think if we can sort of skew it and we say the awards announcement's going to be made at the end and we're going to have all of this. Yeah, and people come down in the afternoon. Exactly, yeah. that's it. You know, so people can go have their mornings, do what they want if you're not playing, and then you know, come down. I'm sure there'll be some people that just come down for the beer and the crack, right? You know, yeah. so, uh, Play yeah. some games and like, do whatever. Yeah, that's and it. We, you know? We've talked about that as well. Like You could run an event next to it, potentially, but yeah, yeah. I don't think it's required. I think it would be better to just... Because people can play... We could, like... If people want to come down, we could play a game of death ball. Yeah, yeah. Going, like there's things we can do. Like, yeah, you know, like in the games watch now has got lots of these sort of like just rock up and play games and all that sort of. You know, so like I'm sure we could have, you can imagine a scenario where people playing Shakespeare or or Warhammer Around the Worlds on the side or playing you know uh, whatever that new aeroplane game from 40k is. Uh, Aeronautica, Aeronautica. Yeah, <laughs> which, uh, which I've heard good things about from uh, like from Alex of all people. I mean, yeah. the actual rule system is fine. Like, <laughs> By the very... way, for those of you that can't see, which is everyone other than me in this room, <laughs> there was definitely a face pulled just before the word fine there. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it's fun because it's planes and stuff, and, they, and it's fine, but there are, you know, it's not like. Um, X Wing's dropped off now, but it's not like X Wing was an excellent rule system, yeah. and there are lots of systems that are really, really good, yeah. and Aeronautica isn't in that league in yeah. terms of the rules system, yeah. but it's, you know. 40k planes is great. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, like you said, it's what fine, could right? be wrong? Yeah. Could be wrong. Yeah, as long as you don't yeah. take it too seriously, right? That, that's always the key with a lot yeah. of these games. You know, don't go, don't go in there and try and break the meta. You know who you are. You all know who you are. The meta breakers. I'm sitting with one of them here. <laughs> <laughs> take it and smash it. Um, but yeah, so the masters, we picked a date, haven't we? We have picked a date. Yeah. Can you remember it? Uh, I want to say it's the 25th of January. Yeah, 25th the closest Saturday to the 25th of January. That's yeah. that's the date we've picked. Um, and I, and obviously we still have to nail down an exact venue and things like that so that could change but we're hoping 25th of January will be yeah. it yeah. Um, and we, I think we'll nail that down like we'll probably talk about it afterwards and certainly yeah. by where are we now so certainly by like the next couple of weeks or something. yeah that's it I, th- I think so by the time this the next podcast goes out we'll probably have a lot more details for you so do keep an eye out for uh, things like rule packs venues you know we might even send you a saver date. <laughs> right, I think that sort of wraps up the initial news and uh, London scene bit. So we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and chat about the DBL. Enjoy the messages. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast. I mean, for you, it's been nothing, right? It's like, at least one second we've said goodbye, and the next second we've said welcome back. But it's been hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely hours. Um, no, we were just we were doing the classic where you go out and uh, have a smoke and a beer and then start chatting blood bowling. Like, you're missing great yeah, quality yeah. content that we could, be, we could be putting out to you. Um, so, yeah, we were just starting to talk about the DBL, really, because we're getting we're getting to that real crunch time. We're getting, we're getting very, very close to uh, the end of the, uh, the end of the league stage, right? Which is actually, we say it's halfway through, but it's actually more like two-thirds of the way through the season. Hmm. And everyone's kind of, you know, their teams are now, you know, I, I don't know what my team's like, 14, 15. 1450 or something now in terms of TV. What's yours? Mine's 1600 now. Yeah, exactly. my, my Norse have gone turbo Norse. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so they are. Yeah, a bit obscene. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, it's getting interesting, man. You know, like my league is. 
it's fascinating. You know, we've got three. Got a lot of good players. Yeah, well, we've got three players who are could still all win the league. With uh, I've got three games left. Paul's got, I think Paul's got two games left, and I think Tom's got two games left. And we all still have to play each other, so it's a uh, yeah. So Paul's two games is against me and Tom. Tom's two games against me and Paul. Didn't Paul draw with Mike? He draw with Mike. Yeah, he yeah. drew with Mike. It <laughs> might actually end up costing him in the long yeah. run, but uh, yeah. So I'm playing, which, which will be tomorrow, but it'll be after. By the time this comes out, it will have been you know two or three days ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got two games in two days playing uh, Tom tomorrow and then Josh on Monday, so it'll really. Mm. Yeah, and then we're just down to final games, so it's a. Uh, Have you had the commissioners getting excited and uh, jumping on your back? And yeah, I, I think, I think <laughs> I'm one of back. one of two or three players. have still got three games to go. We've got a week left, Ooh. but I've got three games lined up in the next sort of eight days or so. so. Well, actually, I was going to say my last game is uh, after the deadline uh, um, because because um, I'm on this course now for two weeks. But, yeah, 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 but it's going to work out fine. So Dan and I are going to play, um, and actually, so we uh, Ollie and I have to play today. Uh, and I won, which means that I am the top Guaranteed. of South A. Guaranteed South A. So you... and, which is actually good because, it, I mean, I'm obviously pleased. But if that hadn't happened, then it would have come down to Dan and I's game and that, after the deadline. And yeah. then it would have been a bit squeaky. Yeah, yeah. So we would have had to try and organize the final. Like, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that in just two seconds about how that works. But, um, but yeah, so it's going to be that I'm going to play him. He's on Lakes that week. Oh, is he? Okay, So yeah. I'm going to play him Monday morning, and oh. then whoever wins on the Monday, well, I'll play Monday evening. So yeah. I'm just going, bang! Very play. nice. All the games are going. I'm just calling up the table just to see what, we're, uh, what we've got yeah, coming so, up. So while you're doing that, I mean, I was saying, so we've talked about this at length, but I always like to put it out on each podcast, because I know people listen to different things and different analysis. But in the DBL, we have quite a unique system where we have um, an A and a B in each conference. So like in the ECBBL guys you play, you generally just have one conference, and then um, the sort of top two or three go through to the knockouts, and that's kind of it. Yeah. But then the DBL with the A and the B, the A winner of the A plays the winner of the B for the conference champion. Conference and champion. We get what different cups. So what's the South? The yeah. I don't remember what they're all called. Chalice of something. Yeah, we've still got a chalice. We've got a fist. We've got a the magenta fist. The I magenta fist. Yeah. Um, it's definitely. Ch- I'm sure the South is a chalice. Yeah. But, the, yeah. And then you've got the, the Grail for the uh, for the Central. What's the North one? The North one is the Blizzard Cup. The Blizzard Cup, that's it. Yeah. Uh, currently a beholder. I am the currently a beholder for, for a few more days anyway. <laughs> right? And then I, I will have to give it up. Um, so that's what I was referring to there. So essentially, um, the two top players of the South B, which is Lewis and Snatcho. So Lewis with his uh, Kemri and Snatcho with his Dwarves. Yeah, that's going to that's um, be an additional game. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be a really dynamic, <laughs> exciting yeah. game. It's going to be a 4 0 isn't it? You know, yeah. one way or the other. Can you imagine? 4 all. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so and they're oh, both hope, on eighteen points. I hope it's well. raining, right? Or <laughs> I hope it's raining in that game. <laughs> Nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, that's it. No, no, picks a little more. A draw, or Snatcher wins. I think. I think Snatcher's got the better uh, touchdown difference. Ooh, so yeah, really? think, okay. So um, I think uh, Lewis has to win that game in order to uh, to win the title, as it were. So of those two, then I will play, even regardless of what happens between Dan and I. Yeah. So that's the thing. So it's quite interesting in Dan and I's game. So I, want, I do want to beat him because he beat me yeah. before. So I've got that like. I want to get revenge. Yeah, revenge. Revenge. But I also like. I'm like. I've got 14 players. So does the Yeti even play? I mean, yeah, does he just yeah. does he just sit out I'm waiting just, for the uh, final? Yeah, the last thing you want is him to get smashed. And the final is obviously like it's a it's a regen game as well. So any yeah, yeah. any injuries, any money you get, that doesn't count. The other thing I've got to say is, with your win today, you're guaranteed a top 16 spot. Am I? Ooh. Yeah. So you're seeded for the next round. So is, literally, my last game is relevant. It's it's almost entirely irrelevant. But right? it's it's interesting with the Norse because I'm playing Orcs and Orcs is about bad matchup traditionally for the Norse is quite a, it's tricky because yeah, 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 yeah. but I do have a 
a claw block mighty blow yeti who's just rolled another double. <laughs> <laughs> so like, what do I take? Yeah, well, that's actually because um, we were talking about it earlier. So what? What is the next skill? Because we've we've discussed a few different things. Dodge to keep him up. I'm I'm veering towards dodge, and I I'm gonna go and look at the top thirty two and trying to think about who I think is going through. I think it's gonna be bashy, and I think that it's gonna be fucking annoying for people to try and knock over a blodge yeti. Yeah. Because the yeah. amount of players who's, and and you you come in to to hit him, fuck it up, and then he kills you. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. No, that's so, all. That's all fair, you know. I do think, and and obviously pro is. It's great because you can then make him more reliable. Yeah. Um, and then you were talking about sidestep. Yeah, I love sidestep because you don't see a lot of grab, right? You, you probably get, just in terms of his frenzy ending up near the touchline, mm. you, you tend to see a lot more, um, you do tend to see a lot more juggernaut than grab, and so therefore he's a, you know, and there's nothing worse than you try to push this Yeti away and they go, I'm going to push him away, like, no, 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 you're not. You know, Hang on a second. Somebody has arrived. Somebody has arrived. Bell, we shall return. We will pause. Uh, so we were just talking about the the Yeti skill yeah, selection. Yeah, well, so. I was going to say because you were just talking about sidestep. Yes, but for the way I play in the Norse team, because I've got so much frenzy, I don't tend to use him as a as, as a sideliner. Like he's yeah, got his poor might, so he tends to like he does, like in against Ollie he did surf one ogre, but usually yeah, like, against someone people, in the middle, yeah, you've yeah. got you've got your uh, yeah, your wolf and so yeah. actually he doesn't. I don't like to get him near that. Yeah, he, needs well, to be. No, no, no he just goes risking. and goes. Ah, yeah. <laughs> claw, no, mighty blow. No Think point risking him, right? You know that's a, um, that's very. So I'm, I think I'm thinking dodge. I'm thinking dodge. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a lot of filth, right? If you've got a, uh, just hope you don't come up against a goblin player or someone with a chainsaw, right? Yeah. <laughs> Speak of the devil, <laughs> it's a goblin player. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Mike. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Thank you very much. Right, he's sitting there like, oh my god, yeah. this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> oh my god, these these guys are a lot drunker than me. How yeah. about I need to catch up? I certainly do. I'm just checking. Can you just speak? Because I want to check that you're yep, being picked yep. up. This is uh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I think I'll just move it that. Sorry. Speak okay. more. Hello. Yeah, yeah I think that'll be better. Yeah, um, so, yeah, uh, I'm not going to cut that out because, you yeah, know, that's like effort. <laughs> but we were just talking about uh, the DBL and the fact we're into the crunch end of the season. Very much so. And uh, you're actually in Rory's. Uh, Conference, which it's I, like I, we planned it. Yeah, <laughs> I've had the pleasure twice. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've, I've brutalized some goblins twice. Oh yes, oh yes. Yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of dead chainsaws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chainsaw against the armor nine, not not very reliable, is it, Mike? It certainly is not. How, how's it been running goblins for a season? Humbling, humbling. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, uh, last season you had Amazons, but you were forced yeah. into that. I, you? I was kind of forced into the Amazons. Yes. So in the DBL, it's great that we have um, we have a sort of replacement system where if somebody so last year Nick had to leave for work, yep. which, as it ha- happens to everybody, um, and we have the Underworld University, the Underworld um, University, which is actually packed this season. Right? I think it really is. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, there must be. It feels like there's almost as many of them as DBL. It's clearly that's not true because well, there's not sixty of them, but there's a. Uh, and what's really good about us, I, I was talking to Mark about it, is that um. There are players who don't want to have the rigidity of a DBL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple who wanted to play in the university yeah, yeah, yeah. because they what? can play more relaxed. Yeah, and a couple of people actually uh, 
when they signed up, they signed up for the, the UU. You yeah. know, they they yeah. didn't think they could commit to, you know, playing eight games in 12 weeks, which is actually, it doesn't seem like much, but actually is a lot. You know, if you yeah. have to commit to, you know, to get, to get these eight games, and it's the reason why we're getting towards the end of the season, and people in, like yourself, you're not going to be able to finish the, the games until after the deadline. You know, we've got uh, people going across to the World Cup who aren't going to finish the games until the deadline, you know, so it's going to be a, uh, it's a really good system, right? You know, I think the DBL is... It's just slick now, isn't it? You know, mm. I mean, you guys won't remember the first yeah. time, but the first time was just a shit show. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, season absolutely one, terrible. So, well, it wasn't that. It was just you know, everyone was just picking it up. It was like you know, uh, BB uh, 2016 came out, and like we had lots of people interested in playing, and it was just because yeah. we don't talk about TBL 15. Yeah, right? no one talks about <laughs> TBL 15. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's as if it never happened. Yeah, but who won that? I don't think there was a winner. So Paul was top. I was behind him with a game in hand. He had. I think he. I think he'd only lost one game. That was to me. Yeah. Uh, so should we just get you guys to play a final? I'm playing him twice this year, right? You know, so, uh, <laughs> just, just yeah. have a DBL 15 final. Yeah, just have a champion. So, uh, but yeah, like you know, like I say, the DBL now it's just a behemoth, right? You know, 60 players. You tell people in other formats about this, mm. in other gaming systems about you know, we've got this 60 person league, or you know, when you go around to the UKTC, or you know, I'm sure at the World Cup, people go. 60 players in well, a league. So, so hilariously, we were talking about the LGT earlier. Yeah. Although it was only 12 players, um, there was a South African who made the trip. He didn't. He didn't come. I mean, um, he didn't. He didn't come just for the LGT. Yeah. But he was. He's going to the World Cup in oh, uh, in a week's time, and he was because he was going because he was going to the World Cup. He decided to come to the UK and visit family. He was like, "Are there any events on? Oh, there's a league, the LGT. I'll come." Fantastic. So we had an international player, <laughs> and he was. And he was talking about how back home in, I think he's Johannesburg, I think it's Johannesburg, he's got their league's like 10, 12, yeah. like, and that's quite common. I was in Canada and the league was, I think about 15, 16 yeah, guys okay. who dipped in and out, so that's quite yeah. quite regular around smaller towns. Yeah. And again, we're obviously lucky, you know, London's a great a great venue. If you're into your gaming, you know, there's there's lots of clubs all around, you know, and obviously the LWG is just fantastic, you know, like literally any gaming system you want to play, you can, you know, go onto the meetup and there's going to be someone, you know, even, even if it's like, you know, Battlefleet Gothic that no one's really seen for years. I really want to play Battlefleet Gothic. I would love to play Battlefleet Gothic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like Aaron, we were talking about Aeronautica coming oh, out. Attack, yeah. attack! Yes. And um, with Aeronautica, like I've remembered playing Battlefleet Gothic and um, I think that would be really cool to do. Yeah, and uh, the other thing I love about the DBL is that, you know, you've got some good players. You know, we've got some ECBBLers have come across now, you know. But uh, you've also got, you know, people just playing for the fluff. I don't know if you've ever, have you been through the fluff drive on the... The, the DBL yeah, for colours. And like people just, they write up all sorts of heroic stories for their players, <laughs> right? Like, and you know, that's that's what this game's about. As much as much as it is about rolling dice, it's also about the legacy that it creates in people's minds. And, you know, the star players that they create and then they die and everyone well, laughs yeah. in their face. <laughs> well, we've been talking about um, the, the sort of next, so we've had one iteration of like DBL 7s, which is like a really, to start, designed to be a really quick, yeah. like play a couple of nights of 7s. It's been really fun. But you played it, didn't I you? did, it was wonderful. Um, and we're talking about adding some sort of like draft-esque thing where we use stars from the DBL in oh, the sevens. that's nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So they like, so we'll have a pool of like stars, not, not all the players, we'll come up with a system where there are DBL star players of old nice. who get drafted into the sevens teams. That'd be really good fun. Yeah, that would be really good fun. And you could like almost do a draft system. So if you take like a stunty team or a tier force team, you get, you get first pick and you can sort of do like yeah. an NFL draft system. But if you take dwarves or wood elves, you just get do like a bog standard lineup. You, like... don't, you don't get a pick. <laughs> it, might, it, might, it may be as simple as that every player gets a sevens team with one star from the DBL. Yeah. And, to, and like you say, 
like you tier it so that some people get to pick first. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you'll get the halfling team who'll get the kind of uber, well, it'd be like Ork and Jerry from last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Strict four, juggernaut. Like, when, yeah. well, it was strict five, wasn't it? Strict, strict five, strict, juggernaut. Yeah. And, like, stuff well, like actually, that. so that was uh, Martin. And Martin this year has got a strength four bludging and wolf, I believe. Mm. You know, they've gone game one. Strength four mighty blow block wolf has got like game one. He rolled, Martin rolled two doubles after his first game. <laughs> he rolled, <laughs> he rolled, he, sorry, two, no, sorry, two double, strength boots, two double sixes after his first game. He's got strength five goals and strength four wolf. That's nuts. Okay, game one. I'm going to win the league. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so drunk as well. Yeah. Brilliant. Hello, James. Uh, yeah. we're, li- we're live on air at the moment. Uh, wanna... <laughs> that did not look like a face. Do you want to come excellent. and join in? Yeah. Uh, Good. Beers uh, are in the fridge, mate. Um, what was I saying? I don't even know what I was going. Yeah, uh, so we were talking about... Um... Yeah, just a D-bill generally. You know? so, and obviously we're focused at the top, but also... You know, the Cucklebury Cup looks like it's going to be, like, messy. You've got some, like... There's a lot of Dark Elf teams on the bottom of the, of yeah. the DBL, right? You know, that's, that is not fun for Cause, anyone. Because old Phil's been doing his halfling. <laughs> yes, I'm going to clear up in the Cuckleberry. Is he? Yeah. No. no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, look at John. John started incredibly poorly. Didn't he, really? Yeah. Um, but his team now is looking seriously solid. It's filth. Yes. Yeah, absolute filth. It's got, like, a... Well, he's starting to find... Uh, Second cupboard on the left. He's starting to finally get his head around the fact that Dark Elves are horrendous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> uh, but he should have. T- well, they were talking Phil, because Phil took packs and yeah. has had an awful yes. season. Yeah, Phil Guns, King Gidra. And John took uh, Dark Elves. Like, can we just like swap? Because yeah. uh, we're both having a horrible time. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah. I think John's definitely taking oh. packs next year. Yeah. I do, I do have uh, Phil's boast. When he said he was going to absolutely destroy and clear up in the DBL because the EC DBL was so much better. Is that I've, what Phil said? Oh, yeah, I've got it screenshotted. So I'm, 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 I'm going to break that out at some point. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you just have, mate. I think you just have. <laughs> now we've got a very real problem here. Oh. Our one listener is now on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, crap. Although we, I was saying earlier, James. You know our, the one that we did about the DBL draft was the most listened to podcast? Oh, yeah? So Great. was that because you just listened to it over and over again? I rescued it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. repeat. It's your mellifluous voice. That's a big word. <laughs> so, uh, so James, uh, one of the co-commissioners of the DBL, how is it looking? Because th- uh, this segment at the moment is about DBL coming okay. to crunch season coming to the second draft night, which we haven't talked about yeah. yet. How's it looking? Are people getting their games done? Yeah, we've got uh, 29 yet to play, so, and we've got just over a week now, I think it's, the, yeah, week tomorrow is the deadline, and then we've got a whole host of uh, conference finals, which I think you'll be part of. I am, he is part of, he won today, won today. Guaranteed, yeah. and guaranteed top 16 spot as well, the only, person, uh, the only okay. person here who's guaranteed a top 16 spot at the minute, or are yeah. you doing guaranteed? I am on the periphery, yeah. Yeah. so uh, I think... Um, I think somebody, I think one more person within the sort of top 15 needs to lose and then I'll get bumped up. So, yeah, Ooh. magic number and all that. What's your team look like now? Pretty decent, yeah. I, um, I've been heaping SPP on my Chaos Warriors because I know that's the thing to do. So, But almost at the expense of the goats, like I've got one, one I've got two goats with skills. Has uh, one of them got short hands? No. <laughs> <laughs> he got three reels, right? He's got, he's got block, and it would have been sure hands, but he got a double, so I've got a blodger. Uh, okay. yeah. I got, I've got three rerolls, so it's not the end of the world. Well, we're going to talk about uh, skills that you take when you build a team, and uh, one of yeah, the things so we'll say is 
if you get a goat with a skill, give them short hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the, the third segment will be, I'm, I'm kind of telling them live on the air, but they know already from the, 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 the listeners know, the yeah, one right. listener knows, that yeah. the third segment we're going to talk about, because um, Andy asked about uh, what you would do mm. when you're selecting a team and the consideration for that. Yeah, okay. So after this segment where we're just finishing off yeah. the DBL, we'll, we'll do that. Sure. Um, uh, do you want to uh, just plug the date off Draft Night 2? Yeah. Yeah, if I can remember it. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's twenty first of October. And oh, what's happening on night? So we've got the draft, but there's also some death balls, yeah. is that right? It's I mean I think the death ball is almost the main event. So we'll do the uh, the knockout draft, uh, and then pretty much as quickly as possible get on with some death ball because you know it's too, so time consuming. So. Uh, and yeah. playing. Well, <laughs> when, when it was me, it was last year. Generally was, speaking, it was me, me, Phil, Martin, and Ewan, and I think we were about an hour and a half. We were under two hours, like because yes. oh, we and we very, we very rigidly set two minute times like right at the start. That's perfect. And then just didn't need the didn't need the time. So first we, couple of times. So we, we were like smashing through it. We were an example of a surprise, surprise. We were an example of. Oh, ah, really? Quick. You mean you didn't um, take you took a long time, James? We took a while. Yes, I say, I say we. <laughs> say we. <laughs> <laughs> the royal we, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so we so we employed the the rule which we'll do again. So if you basically you find the halfway point time wise, and as soon as that hits, you basically just stop where you are, reset the half. You finish you finish the cycle that you're on. If it's turn seven, everybody finishes their turn seven, and then you go to the second half, and you play seven turns in the second half. So that's actually quite sensible. It, it's flexible because <laughs> yeah. it means that you Weird. don't need to do it. It's just for the slower people. Mm. The more considered, blood mm. uh, yeah. So, uh, the gentleman. Yeah. Well, have you, we've all got our rounds as well. Like, I've got Colin and Dave. Who I've Dave, met. Is, is that Dave Butterworth? Yeah. Yeah, I probably have met. He's the one that subbed in to to fill Heather's shoes. Oh yeah. no, not that Dave. Oh. No. Is there more than one Dave? Surprisingly, I don't think we've got many Daves in. Was there. it? Oh, yeah. uh, maybe his name wasn't Dave, and this is really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody who I who I don't know very well is also okay. in my group, and then Matt, Matt Wallace. Oh, very yeah. yeah. um, But it's interesting because I don't know. Is Colin going to take Dark Elves? Because I was just going to take stunties yeah. and be silly, yeah. but if he's going to take Dark Elves, I might take some horrendous, but let's be horrendous bash team and just try and kill everything. Let, let's be honest, right? He's been playing Dark Elves in the DBL, is that right? Yeah. And he has been atrocious. He's had some terrible luck. <laughs> it's not gone well for him. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> he's not. He's a good coach, I'd say. Like, yeah. I have to, I've had to face him well, on the available occasions. Evidence. But he's just had. He's just had a really bad run. Yeah, he's just had a really bad run. Yeah. You've got to feel like, and that's actually that is the beauty of DBL. It's the great leveler, right? You know, like. You know, uh, we've already mentioned Phil Guns, right? And he, you know, he's a very good coach, but yeah. he's had a stunningly bad season with the DBL mm-hmm. because sometimes, sometimes dice just don't like you. you know, salty, like, salty, yeah. Phil. <laughs> it doesn't help the division that he's in there. Let's be fair, he's in the division of death. With oh, he's gone. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, yeah. If we're talking divisions of death, Mike, you're going to clear up, aren't you? Submarining. Well, yeah, I've left it a bit late. <laughs> Some might argue too late. Wow, <laughs> submarining can actually. Be, I mean, we joke about submarining a lot, don't we? But it, if if you really want to win the cuckleberry, you could really submarine and do quite well. I think. Do you think that's what fills up to? Oh, it's coming! <laughs> John's a trophy. John's has been trolling us the entire time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his team. I was just going to say there are some people that are going to be in the cuckleberry that have really nice looking teams. Yeah. John's one of them. So John's, Andy's one of them. John's yeah. been, his TV's hitting like a nice sort of you know fifteen, sixteen hundred. I think John's yeah. been deliberately suiciding dead elves because like had six dead elves. Yeah, that that, 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 <laughs> I mean, two were two were journeymen, but still like death. Every game he's like, oh, another one's dead. Just great. And I, I don't think I've managed to kill. A single player with my mm. goblins. 
Really? Yeah. But I, even with them. chainsaws? I've been taking two chainsaws almost every game. I mean, to be fair, he's basically gave me four free casualties with those chainsaws. Uh, game yeah. one, he even wasted a reroll on one. And he, <laughs> I, I don't think he lasted a turn, did he? Because no. game one, he actually got a blitz. He blitzed me with a chainsaw and he failed to break armour and was stood next to a dwarf who then took him off the field and killed him. It wasn't ideal. <laughs> <laughs> Far from ideal. Yeah, so... Um, Cool, so yeah, I think we'll wrap this segment up there. We've got Draft Night coming up on the 21st, Death Bowl, and we're going to draw the uh, the knockout stage, it was great. Yes. Actually, very quickly, do you want to... Yeah, let's just very quickly talk. So obviously, we're now just a week out from the World Cup, mm. and we've got a DBL team going to represent. They've got, and if you've seen on the chat, they've got some amazing swag. Mark Hampson has done a fucking fantastic yeah, really job. Yeah, really done a great job again. New, uh, new LWG logo as well. New great. LWG yes. logo that... That Some might say it's not actually the final logo, uh, <laughs> but, but, it do, but it does look mid. Yeah, I like it. I like the um, you know heraldry that we've got now. Yeah, yeah, and I love that it's got a pint and beer. Yes, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a pint of beer and it's got dice. You know, and I believe the dice shows a one. Does it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. one like, a double one. <laughs> <laughs> if only, right? You know. But yeah, so uh, we've got the World Cup coming up, and you know, I mean, that, the World Cup's exciting, right? You know, not, sadly none of us here are going, but uh, and I was supposed to be most salty oh, for Tom, who was supposed to be. Going, but uh, yeah. but once every four years, and then you know, thousand, is it a thousand players? I thought it was six hundred players. It's more than a thousand. More, no, it's fifteen hundred players. Fifteen hundred blood bowlers from around mm. the world. That the is the biggest blood bowl event in history. That is, yeah, that's amazing, right? You know, and and so you've got to give massive credit. And and actually, you know, so a lot of the different game systems do have their sort of like annual tournaments, but nothing is quite like a World Cup that only comes around once every four years. Right? No, I agree. You know, and next, I'm I'm already looking four years out. I'm so sad I can't go this year. I'm going to try and definitely. Glad to go to the, yeah, the next one. Do we know where it's going to be, or is that not? We were talking about this earlier, don't we? I, I, I think they do, but I, I don't know yeah, now. We, but we don't in this room, but we think it's already been set up, right? So, so. We'll, we'll have to find out a plan. Yeah. But ne- and and I think international blood bowl is going to become more of a thing for the DBL. We're already talking about a decent group of us going to Bilbao. Yeah, I think that'll be a thing that we do. And we've been yeah. talking about getting the getting the wags, the the girlfriends out as well. <laughs> Me and Mark have seriously talked about. Getting because uh, Rebecca, mine, hasn't met um, Sally yet. Uh, Queen Kamish. But Queen Kamish, exactly. <laughs> but trying to get a few of them to kind of meet before, so that then when they go out, there's three or four of them we can go and, yeah, and we can go and have a holiday as well. And then I think, think it'd be great. I think my missus would be interested in that. Yeah. She's, she's quite That's curious fair. about my hobby. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, because then what? We can... just this one or the other ones? Mainly the ball. Your uh, air quotes hobby. The leather. <laughs> it's the leather. Proclivities. <laughs> Your interests. Yeah, using plastic toys. Yeah. <laughs> right um so yeah world cup plugged and dbl talked about yeah. i think we'll pause there and come back and talk about selecting a team in a minute From a from a league perspective, let's start with the league. Let's go league. Let's let's talk league first. And I think league's interesting because it's such a such a long period of time, right? So uh, my first couple of leagues, I just played high elves. Um, Team I have, team I love. 
But actually, last season and this season, I've decided to make a, ho- a hobby project out of the season because the season's so long. Uh, and this idea of, I've got loads of unpainted Blood Bowl teams. Let's get a Blood Bowl team painted. And so that, that's been the consideration for both last season and this season, is uh, creating that hobby project so that you can see your team not only develop on the pitch, but also, you know, get your painting ability up, you know, get, getting painted models so that you can then, you know, when I want to go to tournaments, I'm not always just picking the same team. So, so just as an aside, do you, do, you, do you disagree with, like, Nick's approach where he was like, let's have an award for everyone having painted teams on day one? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I actually... Do you, think, do you think that painting your team through the season is a better way uh, so, to do well, it? Well, I think, I, I just think that, that people shouldn't be penalised if not having a team painted team on day one. Okay. I do agree with the govs that actually for the knockout, especially when we start streaming games... You do want painted yeah. teams on that, right? So, so it is an extra prize, isn't it? It yeah. was just an extra to, uh, to get them done before the season started. But our main painted competition starts at the knockout draft. Yeah. So it, it could be a consideration everyone have their teams painted by the draft, by the second draft. If you want to be part of the best painted, that is it, right? Yeah. If, you want to yeah. be, have, yeah. if you want to be part of the best painted. And actually what I liked about the uh, pre-draft one um, sort of competition, it was a completely random. It inevitably and it went, was it, fucking Jimbo. It, it, it went to black Jimbo in one last year, right? Joint, joint winner last year. <laughs> <laughs> extra, no, extra irony as well that the prize was one single box of a GW um, minis, like a Blood Bowl team. Yeah. And he always whinges that you can't get like a full team out of yeah. any single box. Yeah. So essentially, from that experience, nobody was happy. No one. Um, but I'm sure Nick was. Nick, 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 Nick would have been happy. And, and I mean, I, I was only asked that for Devil's Advocate because actually we saw more painted. I mean, I tried to get my team to three three colours for that. I That's just wanted good. to enter everything. I was like, I want to enter the raffle. Yeah. So um, so it did work. Like Definitely Nick, by putting that thing on, was good. I was just challenging. I was saying, because I know that some people play Blood Bowl differently. Yeah, you know, yeah, some yeah. people go, I'm going to buy a team and paint it through the season. Yeah. Or I mean, I, I personally prefer to play against painted teams. So, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's true. 100%. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I can see that. And I'm like the one person here who has got a painted team. But my team has been coming along slowly yeah. as, as we go along. I think the first game against Mike, I had like, you know, uh, uh, no models fully painted. I had two fully painted by the time I played the second time. And so, like, as I go through the season, the idea is by the time I finish the season, I'll have a fully painted team. Um, and that's that's kind of that's kind of been my my reason for picking picking. Well, the reason I picked the race is a different thing altogether. It's to do with the teams of the Casa de Bowl. Yeah. So, so I was going to say. So effectively, there's if we're going to talk about the competitive style first, because. I mean, first of all, there's two different reasons to play League Blood Bowl, mm-hmm. and in the DBL, it's great that I think it's great that we have both for sure. And it's uh, the one side is just pure competitiveness. I want to win. I want to go all out yeah. to win. And then the second side is to do with fluff and yeah. hobby and all that sort of thing. That's so if you look at the competitive side first, I think first of all you've got to decide whether you're an Adge bowler mm. or a Bash bowler, haven't yeah. you? Or, or a Stunty bowler, right? Or a Stunty <laughs> bowler. I, I've been alternating uh, so far. I've only been three seasons. You swing, I, I've swing gone both bash, ways. Adge, bash. So have you? Next yeah. season. How's it gone for you on uh, the different ones? Do you think you're an Adge bowler or a Bash bowler? I don't at think I'm either. Like when I when I played Orcs, I got most Kaz. Although it wasn't, there wasn't an award for it at the time, but um, and I've got, I'm sort of in the the running for it now. I'm, I'm, I'm I think I'm probably about five behind the top runner for most cares, but been hurting people. But that's that's what I mean. So when you look at your teams for leagues, do you think you want to think of teams that throw the ball the best, or do you think you teams you want to hit the ball if you not care? I don't know. I, you want to develop I, both I sides find, of the game. I, yeah, exactly. I think I think yeah. To, to become a really good blood bowler, you need to know both sides of the game, and I think it's nice just to have a change more than anything. Because they're very different play styles. Very different, yeah. Because actually, I was going to say, Rory, this this season is the first season you've done a bash. Full team, bash. Because I, I did uh, I did Lizards last season. Yeah, that's were, true. Were kind of, but I didn't really enjoy Lizards, if I'm completely honest. Like, the discrepancy between 
you've either got players that can ball or players that can can bash. Yeah. And then and, and, they're they're, so and far never apart. saw the two meet. Yeah. I found that really really challenging. Yeah. Because um, I think like when I've played high elves, I play quite a quite a bashy high elf sort of you know. But, Hit and run. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to sort of base players you know so on and so forth. You know, and obviously I like handling the ball or balls. As in the case may be, but uh, but on the other side, what I've quite enjoyed about the Chaos Dwarfs, who are you know, I would say a true bash team, you know, and um, and you know they've just been it's been really interesting where you're actually thinking right, I need to be able to clear the pitch in order to score my touchdowns, right, and so having to think about that side of the game a little bit more is uh, is interesting, and I've never really been a bash player, I'm generally a ball player, and that's my that's why I've always loved the high ups, you know, and uh, and to be fair, it's probably the only team I've really ever really truly enjoyed playing because they just suit my style they've got the AV8 allows them to sort of base allow them to be a little bit up in your face and punchy on the flip side all the players can AV9 balls oh sorry sorry (laughs) (laughs) I was definitely listening (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah so uh, but yeah I'm not going to lie I quite enjoyed I quite enjoyed uh, playing the uh, playing bash with Coast Dwarfs First couple of games were really rough. I think I, I caused a grand total of one casualty. My first two games against dwarves against uh, <laughs> against dwarves and orcs, yeah, and then of course a total of sixteen in my next three games. Against... Did, you play, did you happen to play uh, young master Mike? Brandon yeah, I played. Or... I played double goblins, but then also even when I played the, the dark elves, I, I mean I lost two one, but I think I put six of them in the casualty box. You know, Oof. killing at least two has been. I think I've killed seven or eight players in, in five games. <sighs> It's nice. Satisfying, yeah. isn't it? They're, 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 they're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Chaos Dwarfs are my favourite team. Yeah, yeah, you did say yeah. that we played last time. So yeah. why didn't you pick them this season? Uh, I, I, I went random. Oh, uh, of course you did. I yeah, did. of course. But, uh, Which is actually a whole different sort of yeah. like selection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right? So we actually had, for the DBL this season, we had a whole group of randomers. Some of whom were... actually went through with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dig a wildcard gun oh, there. That's Alex, yeah. for those that don't know. And he hasn't been punished for it. Yeah. He hasn't been, been punished for it. Is he coming tonight? No, he said he might pop by now. I might. But just like, I might take the, gun, the team yeah. I ran. Exactly. Who did you draw in the red? Did you draw Nurgle in the red? He drew uh, Nurgle. Yeah. He drew Nurgle, but decided uh, to go with Van Had, had a Nurgle team and everything. And was playing them. And, just, and decided that he just bottled it. Yeah. It might have been the game that he played against Simeon when I was playing. Oh, that. you were uh, spanking. Yeah. <laughs> and then all, all and then on the pitch as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so How about you, Tom? What are your considerations? For well, I was going to say, I was going to give the world according to Morg or Loin uh, oh, yeah. now. Uh, because actually, and I'm going to do Ask About Face, because um, the first, because we're going to talk about Fluff in a minute. But the first DBL season I played was last season. And I'd heard on the grapevine that the DBL was this group of fun, fluffy, happy-go-lucky blood bowlers. So you believe the lies. So I uh, <laughs> believe the lie. I thought, you know what, I'm going to take Underworld, because they'll be a good laugh. I'll just I'll take them, and, and they'll be good. And I'll come back to them in a minute. But I, t- I selected Underworld for that reason. I thought it would be a fun, fluffy team. And then having played the first season, and um, do you know what, I'm going to do it in order. So, so I played the, played the first season, I thought I'm going to pick a fun, fluffy team, and I had, you know, Olaf and the Walt Disney All-Stars, yeah. and I made a whole fluff around it. They were lovely. Um, and then, and I, I don't know if you guys read the fluff that I went through, because I lost the fucking team. I didn't <laughs> yeah. leave it in an Uber, but I literally lost the team. So um, so I borrowed the Pink Wafers for the yeah. first couple of games. Yep, I remember that, yeah. And then I wrote a whole fluff about the Walt Disney All-Stars getting lost in Lustria on, the way, on, on their friendly on the way back. And then, because I found, I found them in a box... Full of Lehman Russ battle tanks and stormtroopers. I was like, well, and Why I, wouldn't they be? And I was, I was just looking through shit, and and I unwrapped Borg, and I was like, oh my god, it's a blood ball player. Is this a team? And there was like a kind of moment where they emerged out of it. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, so I, I specifically selected Underworld because I thought they'd be fun. I could do fluff, and I'd heard that the DBL 
wasn't as hard because I played in, only played in the ECBBL before, yeah. and I'd always taken the ECBBLs competitively, so I specifically yeah. picked them. And, it, and, and, and I think generally it is right. It is generally a more. I'm not saying the deepest no, 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 yeah. but but it's it is a more competitive league. You're like the average standard of player is probably a little bit higher than the ECBBL. Yeah. It's been running for a lot longer time. You've got players, players who play in the ECBBL are some of the like the all stars of the circuit, right? Yeah, and there yeah. are there are very few. For what that's worth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there are well, there are very very few DBLers who purely play it to win. Like I'd yeah. say, because even like you know, I mean, the winner who won last year, Paul, yeah. is definitely a fluff game. He's taken, oh, yeah. he's he's one of the only guys who's taken the Warhammers every season because he yeah. loves the returning team, yeah. and they're still thing. not fully painted. Yes. And they're st- yeah. well, no, no, but to be fair, they were fully painted because he had all the old models, and he's slowly oh. been moving oh. across them, going across uh, the new models. Oh, yeah. but, but Paul, Paul plays for the fluff. Oh, I yeah. can't say Paul, Paul is a fantastic person to play, and I can't. And uh, having been. I haven't drawn with him and been beaten by him. Oh, well done! <laughs> ah, yes! A win for the Goblins! Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he's a lovely person to play. And, uh, and yeah, and like, so he's, one, I think, one of two teams I've played in every single season. The other Ooh. being the Raiders. Howard's Ooh. Oakland Raiders. Ooh. Yeah, and, uh, but yeah, you know, and again, that's another prime example, right? Howard is ultimately in it just purely for the fluff, right? You know, he, he loves playing Blood Bowl, he loves rolling dice, you know? You know, he, Obviously, wants to score. You know, it's not like he doesn't try to win. Of course, he, you know that's all part of what we do. Mm. But the truth is, he he loves the fact that he's got this team that he's been able to create this identity, and they keep returning back to the. It's DBL. great, and there's and so there's the um, what's the this. There's one of the guys who does shocks, doesn't he? The electroshocks theme. Hugh. Oh right, yeah, Hugh. Hugh. That's yeah. it. So he yeah. does. So he has consistent. So he does different teams every time. He has consistent like iterations. Yeah. So so DBL. The electroshites. Yeah, the different. <laughs> yeah. It's like a franchise. The franchise. It is a franchise. And I think in the DBL, different to the ECBBL, I'm sure other leagues, we really have this like identity with like NFL and like having a franchise, yeah, and, like yeah. a team that's actually playing, and we all talk about the players. Yeah, you know, we. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's it's really great. So he has that that franchise yeah. identity. And, uh, but actually, some of that part of that, I think, is sort of some of the uh, the magazines. So for example, the bulletin comes out, right? And you can see at the back the stats of all the players, you know, like. And you talk about the player name. You don't talk about the individual who's running the team. No. You talk about that individual player being the guy who's caused the most casualties or the guy who's got the most SPPs. And like, that all just builds and makes people want to sort of achieve those stats, you know. And it might even be the person who's got the most interceptions. You know, someone might go, oh, "I want to get more interceptions than anyone else," or whatever. <laughs> it to be, right? you know? I like rolling sixes. Or I'm just going to take slam because then I can just roll. Fives all the time. Yeah, and I, I always go for cows. I mean, my Yeti's been great. It's been I always go yeah. for we were, talk- we were actually talking earlier, uh, James, before you got here, and I think that reinforces what I'm thinking about. So Nick and I have been discussing sevens like coming up, okay. and um, potentially in the new year, one of the things we're going to introduce into the sevens, and we're not sure exactly how we're going to do it yet, whether that's a draft or what, but we're going to include... DBL stars okay. who've played in the DBL who have now retired from the DBL or done what or go back for the holidays. Their skills and yeah, 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 yeah. So so and I'm more and more thinking some sort of draft system. So we're not so we're not gonna allow every player in because some are gonna be horrendous. Yeah. Um, uh, probably yeah. no big guys. Like yeah, you know, just not but but pick all yeah. <laughs> but pick all the play, all it's like some of the cool players and then whoever's playing in it have a draft system where the stunty players get to pick first and the Good teams get to pick last, and then you get one one star from the DBL, and you're seven. I think, and that reinforces the kind of fluff. 
Olaf. Yes. Mad Olaf. Will he return? <laughs> well, I think I think we should. I think we should look back across DBL, certainly up to 16, because 15 didn't happen. Yeah. But certainly up to 16, look back across the seasons and get a pool of star players and yeah. allow you to pick yeah. from. I think yeah. that'd be really cool. And, you know, look, you, you can obviously add some caps. I mean, you can say, all right, no more than two sort of skill skill ups because you don't want to make it. You don't want to make it too top heavy, right? You don't want to play with three, four, five skills because that mm. can kind of break the game, right? And you, sort of, you think about things like that. And again, it just well, reinforces. And, and actually, what what probably what Nick and I will do is we'll run through the star the DBL stars and we'll probably remove a little bit from yeah. them. Like there'll be it'll be Olaf, but you might remove one skill from Olaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll balance it a little bit, but it'll be yeah. the actual stars yeah. that play. Yeah, because yeah. 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 there are a couple of players with like three or four skills that are just absolutely yeah. obscene. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um. But yeah, so uh, so in terms of fluff, I think that is a big yeah. consideration for the DBL in what terms of teams you pick, isn't it? Well, I, yeah. I, I'm I'm personally um uh, I'm with Rory in that I think there's the hobby side of things is what drives me to what team I choose other than when I make a stupid decision to roll randomly. <laughs> <laughs> so I I what I basically decide based on what I want to what I think I can make a nice team out of model wise. I mean, I'm not the best painter. Um, well, you, you came, you came join, join, first. join first in the last yeah, thing. Thanks. I think yeah. your stuff's beautiful. Well, thank you very much. But I, it's something I can I can make my own team that is like no one else's team. That's mm. what makes me want to play, a, want to choose a team, yeah. if I have an idea for that. Yeah. And, and I think that's really important as well, because like ultimately, the DBL season, I know we say we're coming towards the end of the season, but actually the season could potentially run until January, right? So that's yeah, July absolutely. to January. That's a long season. Yeah, but that's a long season, right? So therefore, you, you've got to want to play this team as well. So that, yeah. that's the other consideration: is that it's all very well saying, "Oh, I'm going to do the year off the fling," right? But if you oh, get like, yeah. who would ever do that? I mean, moron, right? But <laughs> it, it, you don't want to get like three months through and go, "Actually, I'm sick to death of yeah. playing flings," right? So that's another consideration: if all goes well, whether that's at the DBL or the Cucklebury, you could be playing until January this yeah. team, right? So you have to want to pl- have to be able to play with them for that long. Because John's realised that John's taken Dark Elves and has realised they just don't suit his place. Yeah, exactly. And right. he's and he's like can't wait for it to be over. And he's he's almost joined the ECBBL like because he wants to play something different in yeah, a league yeah. setting. And he's yeah. gone right. I'm going to go to ECBBL. And I'm going to take Pat. And he had his first night. He's like ah oh, oh, oh yes oh I don't have to do Elves anymore. It's brilliant. Like you yeah, know. he should not play any other kind of Elves. He can't. Um, he's not but so Dark Elves. I was going to say, James, did you did you pick uh, the Chaos? Because you thought you could do a cool paint job with them? It was a few, was a part, few reasons. Or was it because you saw a really good paint job online? I saw a really good paint job online. <laughs> had, to, had to have it as my own. <laughs> I can replicate that perfectly. <laughs> Better than the original, yeah. It is, it is a beautiful team. Thank you. It yeah, is a beautiful yeah. team. Just yeah. a wholly unoriginal. What is, what is original? <laughs> it's just a shame it's going to lose to uh, Phil's fling when it comes I'm, to the I'm not entering. No gubs to enter this oh, year. Really? Oh, really? Oh. I think that's a shame, because yeah. some of the gubs have got beautiful teams, you know? Yeah. Except so for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I took them because I've always wanted a Chaos team, and I saw the. I, I signed up to the Gre- uh, Grebo Kickstarter, and it just so happened that the amount of time you know I needed to paint a team pre, uh, before the season. That was when they arrived, and I thought, okay, well, I'll paint these up, and that'll be my team. I think there's also a little bit of um, something that, that the previous commissioner, Mark, handed down to me, which is if you're the commissioner, you don't take the, the gamiest team out. So, but he's a but. Bert's are AP! Well, I mean, let's be honest, right? <laughs> season one, Mark took... Season two, sorry. Mark took Skaven. Right? Just because he was useless with them... <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't mean they're not... Yeah, 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 you couldn't realise. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> at the bottom of tier one, right? 
they're not, not the, one of the worst tier one teams, I think. He's spanked by Chaos Dwarves in the back row. Yeah. Nah. Well, maybe in the top. Maybe, I'm thinking I think in tournament, leagues. Maybe, nah, yeah. Leagues, they can be really mm. good. I mean, like, I mean they're, one of my, they're one of my think, picks for next year. Right? If, I'm, yeah. if I don't go back. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, if Tom's thinking about taking them, right? Yeah. Then, then you definitely know they're not gaming. <laughs> and they, they have Sorry, a super game, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll seamlessly, they, seamlessly they, transition into they, the competitive picks. Hang on a second. Do they have access to Claw? That's the real question you want to find out. Oh, I think they do. Claw Crutch. Do they? Just, oh. just one more before we, we move on. So I think recently on the chat, somebody asked the question, who are the most hated teams? And, and I think you actually gave a comprehensive list. I, yeah, I've just basically spent an hour at work coming up with it. I've nice. yeah. still got on my laptop, right? So, so I'm, I might be using that as my um, team selection for next year. I'll, use, I'll, I'll look at the bottom half and pick something from there. Actually, start at the top and work Hit the bottom, mate. <laughs> I want to play Undead, but I think they're fairly high. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm so like, very good. I think I put like dwarves. I can't remember dwarves or wood elves on yeah. the top two, right? Surely dwarves, wood elves, undead, lizard man, chaos dwarves. Uh, chaos dwarves are in the top fives. Uh, so is that, I think do you, do you, dark elves. Dark elves, I think, were third. Do you guys <laughs> yeah, ever okay. consider what people will hate playing against? Well, bit, yeah. What as incentive? Yeah. So you think I'm not? Gonna, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to pick that because people will oh, hate playing against. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't think about that. Like, no, it's ultimately, also, I mean. I think you've all played the hero. Like, yeah. I definitely like laughing when I'm playing yes. against. So it doesn't actually matter. If yeah, people yeah. hate playing against my team, I think they'll enjoy the game against me exactly. regardless. That's, that's fair, yeah. Plus, I don't actually care about other people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's evident. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, that, that's, and, and I think we, we're transitioning out to the sort of competitive reasons to pick what, what teams you pick. And so I'll, I'll carry on and we'll, we'll go around the, we'll obviously go around the room. But in my second season, having, so I played Underworld. And I had a great time, like through the through the league stuff. We were yeah, in the yeah. division. We had a we couple had of really good games. Really good games, yeah. and like uh, I loved the first one where like all my skaven were fucking missing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, like, I had to play with three skaven. It's a bloody. I got a draw. Got a draw. Nice. But you know, so it was it was challenging, and it was a really good. It was really good fun. But as soon as I got to the knockouts, it was very clear. I was up with the big boys. <laughs> Everybody had you know competitive teams, and um, I to be fair drew. Dwarves, which is the one team you really don't want as and the, also, event, the eventual champion. Yeah, the eventual uh, champions, right? Yeah. No shame in going out to the eventual champion. And got, I got. Oh, so I actually won the round of thirty-two, but then got went out on the sixteen with that. So this season, I was very determined to bring what I would see as a competitive team yeah. and compete for the title. Like I'm here to, I, I want to win this season. Yeah. That's my plan. Um, and I, I've already said it live on the podcast. If I, if I win this season, I'll take halflings next season. I'll be like. I've won. I've won the DBL. I'm bowing out, like genuinely. Like I've, I've said that. So I'm here to compete this season. And actually, if I do really well, it might be consideration anyway. Like I'm going to have a, like I might alternate between competitive and non-competitive. I haven't decided. That's why I do the ECBBL. So ECBBL, I always do because they have two seasons a year. I always do autumn of really competitive. What can I? What do I think is going to be competitive? What do I want to play competitively? And then in the spring season, I do silly teams. So this season, I did corn because I thought it'd be fun. And actually, um. So this season I considered the Norse and I was thinking about stuff that I've used that I think is fun, uh, like as in competitively fun to use. And I've not played a team with properly good frenzy yet. So I've played like a lot of Chaos Dwarves and a lot of, um, played a bit of Orcs and like uh, Humans is the bash team that people mm. often overlook. And I've, I thought I always take frenzy on things. So what has frenzy? And then I took Corn in the UCBBL to kind of try more frenzy on. I, was like, I loved it. I was like, you know what? If these guys had like block, they'd be really good. <laughs> so, so, and, and it's been, it's been uh, up and down actually. I've, I've enjoyed the Norse. But I've realised that my particular bash playstyle doesn't actually suit them because Norse okay. are very 
Glass cannons. Yes. Yeah, absolutely Throwing glass cannons. Very specifically, like, pick your targets, knock them out, but you yeah. get hit. And actually, my bash playstyle is to try and... Go toe-to-toe with everything. Go toe-to-toe, yeah. jam players in, overpower them. So, very chaos dwarves, dwarves, orcs. orcs, those types of teams are at. And chaos I've played before in long leagues and tournaments are better. But definitely is more my playstyle. So, yeah. Norse has been a bit of a challenge. Like, I played... Dan and lost to Dan already with the orcs and just got absolutely blown away. Like, it's yeah. like just just took me off. Um, orcs should be quite high up on that list. People don't hate orcs. Yeah, people don't hate orcs. People though. don't, but they are probably my least favourite team to play against. There's nothing. I'll tell you what's the worst thing with orcs, right? And the only other team that can really do with this lizards is when you're setting up for an offensive drive, right? And on the front line, they've got black orc, black orc, troll, black orc, black orc, right? Yes. Now, if you don't have access to strength, right, which is probably about half the teams, mm. right, you sit there and you look at it and you're like, cool. How the fuck <laughs> am I going to get through yeah. this wall of green, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. that's actually the worst thing about orcs, right? Yeah. Because actually, once you start sort of like isolating the black orcs <laughs> and pulling players out of position, they're not that tough to play, but it's no. just that starting from like, like think about it, think about it if you're a, a pro elf player, right, an elf union player, right, and you go up there and you're like, great. Three line elves. I hope they all make their dodges. That's literally what you just stop them from yeah. being able to uh, blitz on the blitz, basically. Yeah, you no, just well, got to base them for that. Right? Yeah, and, and it's not even that. You're actually you're also turning around. And you're looking. You're like, actually, one of the best things about Blood Bowl, the way it, I've always seen it works, is that essentially it's when it's your drive, you get four hits the first turn, and then it should be one hit a turn if all if yeah. all goes well the way that both sides want it to go, right? But when you're playing against that with someone like Elf Union or Wood Elves or whoever, right? you're not getting that first turn of four hits. Mm. So you're not going to have one turn where they've got, hopefully got four people at least on the ground, if not stunned, casualty or whatever. And that's really, really difficult to play against. And it's interesting because Norse don't do that. Like, you would never go, like, Yeti, Ulf, no, Ulf. Of course, no, like, why of would you do that? Of course orcs is the only team where the Black Orcs are strength four, armor nine, but kind of expendable. Yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. matter to you. You yeah. don't want to lose them, but you're probably not getting... You know, no. And you could just set it up. There's yeah. probably the only team. Yeah. You wouldn't do it with Chaos. Yeah. No, you wouldn't no. go like Mino, Warrior, Warrior. No, but, warrior. but you, you could with you could with uh, Lizards, right? Yes, you could go Crocs, Saurus, Saurus, Saurus. You could. I mean, a lot of people are more likely to go Saurus, Saurus, Saurus just across the front. Yeah, and then yeah. Yeah. facing. Yeah, exactly. You know, but, but you could do that with Saurus. But they're the only ones, really. Because everyone else, like... You know, the, a Minotaur, for example, is only AVA, and you're like, oh, I don't want to get punched in the face. Don't falls down while yeah. I'm all... Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. The same with the Yeti. I mean, that's yeah. Ollie, when I played Ollie today, he was like, well, the people want the Yeti to die, so I'm going to try <laughs> <laughs> He was like, let's give it a go, and he failed. Um, he, had a good, he had a good moment when, a, when an ogre managed to blitz the Yeti and roll a double both down, oh. and they got clawed. <laughs> so I told him that was great. Pro, pro, pro is what you take on the Yeti. Well, we've been discussing this already because yeah, I got the extra double. I think I'm going to go dodge because I think that's, I'm, that's the other show, isn't I it? think a lodging strength fiver is going to be a fucking nightmare because because mm. I'm looking and I'm going to look at it later. But I think all the bash teams are just not going to have tackle and high strength pieces. Why don't people take so, tackle? I'm going to take that now. Well, I could take tackle. So I tackle also is take tackle. an amazing skill. So we'll come to that. I think Sorry. in the, in the competitive anyway, yes. no, sort of the competitive tournament play, right? Because that's part. Mm. I think when we talk about the competitive tournament stuff, we need to talk about skill set, right? Because yeah, yeah, sure, you know, because yeah. the, there's always like a skill set that you can take, right? But um, yeah, I am. Um, and I, I do agree. Tackle is a. Um, I mean, like for me, it's like almost always the number one skill I take on like a blitzer. Yeah. Right? Bread and butter. You know, so um, yeah. Uh, is that enough? Do you think that's enough on uh, on league play in terms of picking teams? I think we're nearly there. So we've just been talking about competitive choices. I mean, we talked about the bash side um, where I think about the different types of bash teams because there's very much like the you kill shit bash teams yeah. and then there's the the attrition control. bash teams, the yeah. control uh, bash teams. The boring yeah. bash um, teams. And actually, uh, and I, I'm a, we've already talked a bit about DBL20 but I think the DBL20 
if I go competitive, I'm going to look at more of a control attrition and bashing. I could, I might go dwarves. We'll see. Is it no, okay? first. Um, but I think we should very briefly touch <laughs> on the the like the choices you make in agility teams. So, yeah, that's fair. Because there's different types of agility teams. Yeah. And, you know, like I'll, I've talked a lot, but very quickly, you know. The far I mean, right you, know, the you, you literally know nothing about agility teams anymore. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be oh, completely language. language. When's the last time you took an agility team and stunties don't count? Uh, never. <laughs> <laughs> but the far right of the spectrum is Skaven, where it's all about speed, and yeah. the far left of the spectrum is, you know, kind of high elves, where it's more about passing and agility. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's passing and speed. Yeah. yeah, running, running game, and then there's the passing game. Yeah. I think it's so, quite different. I mean, like the, the competitive agility teams, like the most competitive are like wood elves and dark elves, and in, in themselves are very, very different, right? You know, mm. wood elves are that running team where it's kind of sorry, dark elves are that running team where it's kind of you know we protect the ball, but it's really difficult to get it off us because you know you have a runner who's got dump off, who's almost always got you know you're going to hit him, he's going to just get rid of the ball, right? Um, and then the other side is is the speed agility teams and. And these are the guys that, you know, effectively always score like two, three turns and they can score. Right? You know, the turn, you know, you were saying that you've played Skaven recently. Like, there's nothing worse than playing Skaven. And, you know, if, if you, what did we say earlier? As a dwarf team and you're playing Skaven, if you fumble the ball once, he's all over your backfield. You fumble it twice, he's scoring. Yeah. Right? Same. You know, and, like, and, and there's three teams which are really good at that. And they're Skaven, uh, Wood Elves, and Pro Elves. Right, I'd say Lizardmen as well with skinks. Uh, yeah, but but stunty. But because they're picking up on a they're picking up because it's normally in a tackle zone. You pick up on a That's four, true. and that makes a slight difference, right? But with edge four, you're picking up on a three. You're picking up on a three or a f- and four in two tackle zones, right? And then you're just gone. That's true. You know, and uh, but yeah, I mean, having played Lizards last season, there were a couple of games where someone dropped the ball twice and just in there, I was yeah. just gone, right? Yeah. But. Um, but I do think that really those three teams are the really, really key ones. Mm. I mean, you could throw all the stunty teams in there, if you're honest. Like, you fumble the ball twice, you can have flings coming into your backfield, you can have fucking goblins coming over yeah, the top. Because right? I, I guess that's the one The one last question I ask, because we should move on to the tournaments, is that, like, what's the reason then? If you're a competitive player and you've picked out the Skaven are the best at speed, because obviously they are, they've got all these edge, edge four, movement nine gutter runners, and the um, Dark Hells are the best at running, why would you ever competitively take other teams if you've got those two play styles yeah. and you want to pick the you want to pick the best one? Well, because well, there's reasons, right? First of all, uh, you're not an arsehole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody really? Like, nobody, well, nobody, like, nobody likes a dark elf player, right? That's not be hasty. That's what I'll, I'll always start with. But I think the, the other thing is that the so as a high off player, right, I love the quarterback play, right? Mm. You know where you basically yeah. you get your you get your thrower picks up the ball, he's got a lineman for company, and you just drop deep. Right, you sit inside. You sit inside your own touchdown zone, or you know, very far, very far to the back, right? And then you're slowly pushing the, your opponents further forward, and they might commit a couple yeah. of players. And you almost want them to, to yeah, yeah. yeah you're, makes... you want them to commit a couple of players because you want to sort of spread the field. Because actually, I mean, this is the thing with all elf teams and a little bit with skating teams is, if you're down two or three players, that's not going to stop you scoring, no, no, right? Yeah. You know, like you know, it's it's not very very challenging to actually be able to free up one of your uh, free up one of your receivers and then come in, you know. A three plus pass, or you know, three plus with one skill, and you can move the ball nine squares. Right? I mean, that's that's huge, right? You know, and if you've got pass skill as well, and if you've got you know, with a high off team, you've got safe throws, so he's not fumbling it unless you roll a one. You know, mm. it still gives you the opportunity to come back and cage cage deep. Um, and I think there's a the other thing we haven't really spoken about the uh, uh, about the agility teams, which they do obviously much better than anyone else, is turning over the ball. Right? Mm. Now, now yes. turning over the ball. Now, obviously, the best team for that 
Uh, Skaven are very good at it, but Wood Elves are the best team for that, right? Yeah. Because the, leaping the, into Leap! Yeah. But actually, all. So leap on the Yeti, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but actually, all all um, Elf teams have the ability to to get leap. You know, yeah. first or second yeah. skill. And we were talking about this earlier. It's like once you have leap on your team, your opponent plays a very very different yes. game. It's like if you've got a bomber in your team, right? Your opponent will play. You'll play around more, that. They'll play around that. You know, if you have a. You know, if you could throw a teammate, your opponent has to think about that. Leap does exactly the same thing. Yeah. It makes people play in a very different way because they're constantly afraid of, oh, he's just going to jump over the top, three plus, two plus, gone, and he's hitting my ball carrier. So you can no longer just leave a ball carrier deep with that company. There's got to be some sort of semi-cage, some sort of screen. And, and I think that's the other side where it's not just about scoring quickly or just running the ball. You know, as a high-off player, when I'm playing, you know, both in league and tournaments, for me, it's all about turning over the ball. You know, I... I basically, I want to receive, score with like three turns left, get the other person thinking, oh, I can score now. Ah, yeah, that's it. Then they've got to stretch their team and yeah. then you get into their backfield. You send a catch around the back, you send a blitzer over the top and yeah. all of a sudden you're in their backfield and you're like, you're three on three and they're like, shit, that's a one-dicer. <laughs> you know? and, you, and you use your catches quite aggressively. You make them into full oh, sackers. M- mini blitzers. And I, th- I, think, yeah, yeah. I think if you've got a pro-elf team or a high-elf team, I think that's what you've got they to do. Same, they? You know, you, you take up you take wrestle on one of them, wrestle tackle on one of them. You take dodge on another. You know, because um, they're strength three catchers. Strength three catchers, right? You know, and and movement eight, right? You know, that's and so that's someone who can score quite easily. You know, you can easily do a two turn score if you need to. Or the other side of it is that you know you've got these guys who could you can go and pressure the ball for a couple of turns, and if the cage moves, they've easily got the speed to come back and and act as defensive pieces as well. And I think that's the other side of it is uh, being able to turn over the ball. I think is what is actually the most fun way to play the agility yeah. teams. Yeah, yeah. everybody hates right. like a movement ten sprint gutter runner, right? Ah. Everybody, I mean, that guy, that guy hasn't died more than any more than an edge five. What else that guy hasn't died? Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's not be hasty. <laughs> and, you, and you say I don't know anything about edge, but I'm, in the UK BBL, I've been playing that. I've been playing Skaven. Oh, yeah. It could be a two, second season now, nice. and I've got a movement ten oh. sprint and short feet and Disgusting. now block nice gutter runner. And, and well, it, it and it completely changed the game because. Yeah. Because every single time I have a every turn you could score. once I've scored yeah. once I'm one nil up every time I get a chance I just score immediately yeah. like I'm like why would I do yeah. anything else and I'm wait I've been waiting for the double because if he gets two heads it's just like <laughs> lol MCs <laughs> and everything so so things like that can just fundamentally change how the game works yeah. in yeah. fact that is probably game breaking yeah absolutely. In, in terms of sorry no 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 you're right I think would you I was going to say would you even set him up most of the time I think you'd only set him up no. on the pitch if you receive right so, he, so he's on, and I've in the UK BBL it's an interesting dynamic because it's perpetual leaks mm. so people have shed loads of TV yeah. so I and, and this comes into us selecting teams I, I went into this deciding to select a low TV skater yeah. team so I have 11 players when and people have died now I've got like 9 I have journeyman linemen and I've got 4 star gutter runners nice. and I've now got a claw, but no mighty blow. But he'll be claw mighty blow. Um, blitzer. I wonder why you um, claw. <laughs> and one of the blitzers has got edge, so he's. I've got an agility blitzer as well. But I keep playing these. Like I played like a nineteen hundred TV Tomb King team. So I'm gonna say, so that means you've actually got six gutter runners on the pitch, right? Because yep. you can induce two gutter runners. And right? I go cool. I'm gonna have a uh, stabbing McStabberson, <laughs> and I'm gonna have the one who's got two heads. Yeah. And I just play six gutter runners and just score all the time. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I chose that skating team because I know that it's a very so the UK BBL is a very claw bash environment. Actually, okay. if you look at the Premier League, yeah, yeah. it's all it's loads of chaos and chaos war teams, killing teams. And actually, and I'm like, fine, I'll just score yeah. and you can no, kill my team. Yeah, but the other thing is, actually, claw is completely redundant. It's, it's, relevant against yes. my it's team. completely free TV, right? 
Yeah. You know, like, and, I've, and all of my gut runners are blood sidestepping. You'll kill one occasionally, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. And, that's, and actually, I've gone into it with that. And coming idea. back to what Mike said earlier, a lot of people sacrifice tackle in order to get clone mighty blow pile on, yeah. right? Because they go for yeah. those three. By the time you get into sort of like tackle or stand firm or those skills there, it's actually skill four or five. And, that's, and even in the 1900 team, that's, you're not, not every player is going to have that. They'll all have clone mighty blow. But you'll only have two or three tacklers, right? And they become targets for your core, your core blitzer, right? Who yeah. goes and kills them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that's uh, enough on leagues. Uh, we'll take a very quick break and recharge our beers and then come back and talk about tournament. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Talk Nuffle podcast. And we're going to do, uh, well, sort of like, we've actually got two segments to go because we have to go Hobby Harim as well, which we will yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's four but, people who've um, got a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, yeah. So, uh, But firstly, we will um, go into uh, what to pick for a tournament and why in terms of race. Because I think there are several things to consider, really. Um, I myself, because I, you know, this is my fucking show, so I can say whatever the hell I want. Uh, I but that. I myself, um, I'm on a sort of one-man crusade, which I think is going to take a long time to take all of the star players or as many of the star players as I can to tournaments. And the fucking GW start releasing new ones. Yeah. <laughs> They're making it even harder for me. But I'm, but I'm a big star player. Uh, star player fan like when i play league play i go very much straight up competitive don't consider other stuff but when i go to tournaments i try and think of cool combos i can do with stars so to give you an example like humans the dynamic drastically changes when uh, one of my favorite builds is the now well-known zug human build so you take zug and you take an ogre with block and you got the two mighty blow strength five block guys up front and actually normal bash teams like your chaoses and your orcs I mean that strength four troll line. You're talking yeah, about, yeah. I don't give yeah. a fuck about that. If yeah. I've got if I've got a couple of guard blitzers yeah. and Zug, I just destroy the line so they mm-hmm. don't do that against you. So it really like I quite like looking at teams and actually changing their play style through the use of stars. Like that's yeah. something. Yeah. I well, you did at UKTC last year, didn't you? You took a uh, Dolpha. I mean, I, what I love as well is you basically take, wanted to take an elf without taking an agility team. Yeah. So you took Dolphar on a red team. Yeah. Right. Dolphar is dead. Yeah. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about Dolphar. I think, I think another interesting thing with the star player approach is that you, you will often take star players that you wouldn't take in a league situation because if you've got like a star player that's really good at scoring, that's not really desirable a lot of the time in a league, is it? Because you don't want them to be an SPD yeah. hog. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's a good point. So yeah, so you would, you would, I mean, I still really want to take the Swift Twins and I nearly, I talked to you James about flooring actually because so, the winter not the winter the war balls in general Chris has tweaked the pack now so he's got more te- more uh, money available oh, really? so the swift twins are potentially a choice for yeah. and I maybe I'll look at them again for me, winter me and uh, me and James had a look at a build was it what, the tournament up in Wrexham was it Yes, and, and yeah. you could fit the carnage. Yeah, you yeah. could carnage up in Wrexham. Yeah. Oh, sorry, up near Wrexham, you could fit a uh, the Swift Twins into a high elf or a, a elf union team up there as well. It's got to be elf union, but yeah. because because they're lime. So, and that's the thing I picked just with the star player thing. Finally, you've got to you've got to choose things you can fit them into. So, for yeah. example, if you're going to take the Swift Twins, yeah. you have to pick the elf team with the cheap lineman because yeah. Yeah. there's like Bro, there's like no sure. other way to get them into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, but generally that's quite a weird approach. Like I wouldn't say that people. Most people go all out to take star players. Some some people do, and, and tend to be more like stunty focused mm. players. 
but I'm, I'm open out to the floor about what other people. So yeah, so, so mine's quite interesting. I, I always take high odds when I go to um, any sort of tournaments. And actually, um, Alex of the DBL does the same. He always takes common. Yeah, you Some know, and, do uh, stick to one team. And, and part of the reason is is that high odds are by far the least represented elf team at, yeah, at tournaments, yeah. right? They're generally because they because their linemen are more expensive because they have fewer starting skills. Uh, you very, very rarely actually see them. But, uh, but again, they suit my play style. I know them very well. I enjoy playing them. Uh, you know, and like, I was talking to someone the other day and they were kind of like, oh, yes, Rory, I know him. He's the uh, highest ranked uh, high off player in <laughs> Wales. Which, yeah. uh, bizarrely, like three of the four of us here are all Welsh as well, right? <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, but, but actually, you know. Oh, for, God. <laughs> but you can me, leave whenever you want, that. <laughs> it's fine. But for me, it's, it's about just getting to know that team in that particular build. And, and actually, high elves are, you know, they're generally, they're generally t- tier two in a four tier system or they're sort of tier three or four in a seven tier system. Mm. So you end up getting access to more. And they're very much lower tier two. Yeah, yeah. But, oh, yeah. very much so. You know, so, I think so, they come up a tier two if the skill package gives them a few more skills. Yeah. Well, it means that little things like you can always take a guard player, right? And that, mm. on an elf team, being able to have a mobile guard, right? You know, being able to have someone, someone who can dodge out on a two and yeah. be the guard where and when you need him is, yeah. you know, is really, really helpful, you know? And on a dark elf team or a uh, on a wood elf team, you can't really do that. And on a pro elf team, you don't really want a, a lineman who's movement six and that AV seven standing next to other people because he's just going to get killed, right? <laughs> Whereas actually a high elf team, you know, so, and those types of things. So, you know, and a guard player for me is really important in an elf team. It allows you to get those sort of two dice blocks where you need them to be, you know, elf teams generally are precision teams. You know, it's kind of like, that's the guy that needs to go over. And if he falls mm-hmm. over, I can swarm into someone's backfield or I can, you know, go around the ball or I can pop through and take my, take the ball through, you know? So, uh, so that's my, that's generally what I always do when it comes to, uh, to competitive games. In fact, balls might be the first tournament ever that I don't take a, um, I don't take oh! a, uh, a high off team. And that's because we've decided to go, we're going stunty. You're going stunty. We're, yeah. we're going team stunty, yeah. And, uh, so I'm Ogres because yeah. I'm doing my... Uh, and, and again, this is a thing that comes to tournaments as well. I, I want to do a kind of fluff related. I want to do a Christmas Ogre team. Nice. So mm-hmm. I'm doing like snowmen built out of Millie Putt. And I've got a the Grombrindle White Dwarf. He's going to be part of the Christmas nice. on a death row. Like, yeah, and yeah. I've got little presents of Snotlings. Like, it's a snogger. A snogger? A snogger. A snogger theme Very team. nice. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so we're going Team Slanty. So I'm going Ogre. Rory's going Goblins. Goblins. And uh, of course Phil. And actually, that pushes into it, doing yeah. the year of the fling. Yeah, the year oh, of the fling. This pushes into bloody, because oh. we were like, well, we could both go like competitive teams, but Phil's going to get fucked. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like, I'm thinking of taking, what what we thought, was it a leap, leap chainsaw? Yeah, yeah, leap chainsaw. Yeah, I, I think that's what I was thinking about, taking a leap chainsaw. Because I can give her... those foul situations well, because I can give, really benefit. Yeah, well, because I can give very long legs to, uh, like, one of, the, one of the things for balls is that the DBL, you get to take a mutation uh, on a player. And, uh, no, so you get to take a secret weapon. Oh yeah, sorry. I get to take so, a so we're, a thinking of a, we're thinking of a pogoer with a chainsaw. Right? With a so chainsaw. double chainsaw. One is <laughs> on the leap. <laughs> leap. And so I'll just be a leap or, chainsaw. I'm leaping into your cage. Or doom diver with a chainsaw. Oh, can, or you, can you imagine the silver map? Because they retain right stuff, so you can yeah. throw them. <laughs> yeah. So that's a that's a big consideration. Like fun shit. When you look at packs and there's fun stuff you can do, you might pick a team yeah. specifically yeah, based exactly. on that. So, uh, well, yeah, exactly. So what about you, Mike? What do you consider when you pick teams for tournaments? Uh, so I'm I'm very much have I played them before in a tournament, mm. and if I have, I'm probably less likely to take them because I like I, I like variety. I'm yet to find my perfect team. I said earlier that Chaos Dwarves are they're the closest I've come to my perfect team in terms of how I like to play. You were telling me that before you came to the DBL, you were like cleaning up in the 
in the in the leagues that you were playing was like you and three kids or whatever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right, he was playing with the challenge. It's not entirely fair. Yeah, the, uh, the school for the blind. Uh, don't really appreciate that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I I I've had I've had success with Chaos Dwarves in the past, and um, yeah, I, I enjoy playing them. But it's I don't want to take take. For me, going to a tournament is not a bi-weekly occurrence. Yeah. I, I get to go a couple, of, a few times a year. Yeah. So I want, I want to kind of expand my horizons a bit, and it gives, it gives you the opportunity to try something out. It's not the commitment that a league has. A league, you are committed for however many months um, to play that team. Whereas in a tournament, you can say, right, I will take this team. I will try and sort of g them up a bit with skills. And you can actually have a damn good idea of how that team is going to play yeah. after just a few games. That's that's a really interesting approach as well because like that's not something I'd have ever considered, right? Because for me, it's kind of like when I look at a tournament, I go, right, what team can I play four games in one day, mm. right? Because a lot of tournaments you have to play four games in one day, right? Yeah. And if you don't enjoy the play style, that's going to be that's a hard work, yeah, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, like, what did you take to the uh, LGT? And how did you enjoy their playstyle over four games of one day? I actually really well, enjoyed it. <laughs> oh my god, you had it here first. Halflings <laughs> for DBL20. That's what's happening. But I was going to ask James, I mean, because I feel like you made a specific decision at the LGT to not pick around purely gaming because you've taken your. Because you had your Chaos with you as well, didn't you? No, I had my Pro Elves. And your Pro Elves with you as well. So that's so my you made equivalent it. of Rory's High Elves. So yeah, that's the one you so often high, take. Like, Fairly highly ranked. It's my team that I've, you know, it's just my go-to team. I guess you'd say if I want to be in, you know, in control. I don't but want the, to be. but at the LGT, did you not make a decision because you were talking to me about potentially painting? So you've you you've just painted the hard yeah. things. Did you think that they were maybe going to compete in the painting trophy better than the pro? There was a bit of that. I think there's just novelty of like I, I literally had just finished that team days before. I wanted yeah. to get them out. So you're proud pitch. of painting them. As I haven't well. played with halflings ever. <laughs> so I just wanted to get them out there and. Did and I, I have to say, he had a truly terrible tournament build because he built them for Deathfall. So he had no chef. <laughs> oh. Which is just 16 players. Which is just comedy. Like, I was like, I already realised. I was like, you haven't got, you could have changed the team sheet, James. Yeah. No, no, I've written it. I have no chef. No chef required. I was that was very unlike me, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. But I got three draws and three losses, which is not, that's, that's not, not bad at all. Shabby. Considering that there's only one stunty player uh, apart from myself, and I didn't get to play him. So, <laughs> is that because he was competing on the top tables? <laughs> he was. He was. He's the best stunty player in London. So, yeah. so the yoga guy came. Was it Chris? Fourth, I oh, did he? No, no was, I played um, Chris. Got a draw. Was like the best stunty player in London. Steve Aria. It was Steve Aria with his Ogus from the Oh, is it? Because Alex would say things about that, right? Because Alex hasn't been to enough tournaments. But Alex plays really highly at a backbreaker with his... He also finished fourth, didn't he, at the backbreaker? Yeah, just outside. Yeah, you know, so... For the purposes of ball, I don't think he's played enough tournaments with his goblins. Whereas Steve Aria's been there every time with his Ogus, I think. So he's topping it. But I was going to say, because to sort of, you know, kind of wrap up this bit a bit, that is a key consideration, isn't it? But I bet you might pick a team based on have I painted this well? Do I want to compete in the painting? As very well, much. Very as much as well as I mean, I, I was. I mean, I was very surprised to win the best painted at Backbreaker. I would have been surprised, Mike. That's a very nice yeah. team. Yeah, your team's very beautifully painted, you know. And uh, your nipples were even more impressive. Well, you know, <laughs> I was very happy. 
<laughs> uh, so Mike stripped off uh, upon receiving. His I mean, Mike strips off quite regularly. I don't think that. I don't yeah, think that's actually you know, no. nothing we, to do with winning the shotters, awards. I think. Didn't yeah. It? yeah, it was the proper tracksuit. No yeah. one was expecting the trousers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except was... for maybe Hugh, right? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh's always expecting the trousers to come off. That is. <laughs> yeah, so that is a consideration, isn't it? Oh, yeah, very much so. And, and like I said before, having a team that is unmistakably yours and and. It's, I really like what Games Workshop are doing and making very affordable, very attractive looking yeah. teams. Um, but to an extent, I want something a bit more than that for what represents me. Yeah. And my Goblin team is unusual in that it is completely unconverted. It is just GW mm. unconverted miniatures. And normally I would say I want something that at least has my stamp on it because it represents me, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. And that's actually interesting. It's one of the things that and I know, like you know, Jimbo will hate me for saying this, but actually, even without the positionals from a GW team, even if you so you have to buy two teams, that's forty quid. If you go to any of the third party miniatures, right, you're talking 70, 70 plus to get the full team anyway, right? Yeah. You know, so so for, for basically for half the price, you, you okay, yeah, fine, you know, you're gonna have lots of bits for your bits box, but everyone everyone likes that's a full a good bits thing. box, right? <laughs> everyone likes a full bits box, you know. So yeah. And and being plastic, they are fantastic to convert. Yeah. yeah. Jimbo so is just a salty, salty bastard. Oh, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is very salty, gamey bastard. Don't forget. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, and and with that, I think we'll we'll roll into the very last segment of this, which we always do on the uh, Talk Knuckle podcast, which hobby is Harim. the Hobby Harim, Woo! where we chat about um, all things hobby. So um, so yeah, I mean, I've been doing weirdly. I've been doing some like sort of ninth age stuff because Ooh. I've Ooh, square bases square bases uh, yeah and I've got a I've got an Age of Sigma ogre team that I've I can't even call it a hobby I've bought a load of or a team actually but or let's a skip team. over that <laughs> <laughs> but I bought a load of 40 mil magnets which will now allow me perfect to use my ogres as um as ninth age but I've also dug out my old tomb kings and I'm going to Definitely over the next month, going to be like gluing the back. Let together. me just put this into perspective, right? You know, so we all know that you know Tom's a really, really gamey, competitive player. Yeah. Tomb Kings or Undying Dynasties, as they're now called in Ninth Age, oh. are by far the best race in Ninth Age. Like, I mean, it's not even yeah. close. Like, they, are you spamming <laughs> terms? <laughs> no, they, he, he is. He will always. I didn't even know that. <laughs> they are by far like the. There's tier one is them and New Skaven, uh, Vermin Swarm, oh, but they are miles ahead of them as well. They are by far the number one team. So, uh, that's uh, just a happy coincidence. <laughs> I'm sure it is. <laughs> it's not happy with your opponents. Yeah. Yeah. But also, crucially, like we were talking on the last podcast, to bring it back to Blood Bowl, I have now finally received my uh, Black Templar Contrast pain because I was uh, determined, because I've yeah. got, had the Simians I've had converted for a while. And I've sprayed them contrast spray, which is a very good spray actually. In terms mm. of GW which, sprays, which, which one? Uh, Gracia. Gracia, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's the best spray they've ever done, right? So I've, for, oh, yeah. year, for years, I've been using Halford's um, Grey Mat, right? That's yeah. been that's been my go-to. But me and Phil were talking about this just the other day, actually. We were both saying that their their Gracia is just like it basically. If you're going to buy a base coat uh, spray from GW, you might as well always be. The, the new uh, contrast paints. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, because they're just, it's just so much Such finer. Smooth, yeah. Yeah. So much, Sil so much finer. Silky. Yeah. yeah. Silky. And, and really easy to paint on as well, regardless of whether you're using 
contrast paints or you're using. Yeah, because I was saying I did paint. I did a base coat on my Yeti of just a standard. It was a foundation grey actually, so it's quite a thick paint, mm -hmm. and it naturally gave like a very smooth finish with a little bit of raise and a little bit of reset because yeah. it's such a smooth paint. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I've kind of painted it, and it almost looked like tabletop finish already. Like yeah, a, yeah. that wasn't even a contrast paint. Like yeah, it was great. Give them a go, I think. But but my plan is because the contrast definitely goes really well over. I've seen skins very good, but fur is probably the best oh. thing for contrast. Yes, and the sim simians obviously being monkeys have a lot of fur so my plan for months has been to do the gorillas and chimpanzees and stuff with the contrast paints for fur and they had this like backlog this, this backlog of bloody black templar oh, contrast so yeah. i ordered it I, and element games is usually really good but i ordered it off them months ago like literally three four months ago yeah. and it randomly arrived this week so mm -hmm. i'm on a course next couple of weeks when i get back i'm going to start painting those up every time i order from element games they fuck something Really? Yeah. Which is disappointing, right? Because like, we're not going to get sponsored by them now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, let's, let's do it as a sort of a feedback thing, right? Because yeah. like when you're ordering stuff, especially when you're ordering stuff that's new out, you're you're waiting for it to arrive. Yeah, right? yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's like excitement. You're like, actually, you've seen on the uh, on our Shadespire chat just this uh, just this week, right? Everyone's ordered Beastgrave, and it's just arrived. You know, Underworld Beastgrave. It's like, oh my god, I'm so excited that it's arrived, right? But you want to get it on the day, right? Oh, you know, yeah. when you order, you 100%. want to get it straight. Like people away. shop online now, so because yeah. I used to go into Games Workshop on the, which I don't know whether life has changed now, but I used to go in on the Saturday to buy my new army yeah. book, and then, yeah. but now people will order online. Yeah. I, I, I still do that. But I order it in advance and then pick it up from you. Well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, Tottenham Court Road are, are great for that. They're so good. Yeah. So and, like, good. and it's close to our club and, and all of that stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike, what are you working on from a hobby perspective? So, we have, in a couple of weeks, we have a Mordheim campaign. Plug, 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 which I happen to be running. I've been invited to play in there. Yeah, well, well, exactly. Join us. I love Mordheim. Do you? Yes. Oh, man, fuck. Come on. Mordheim is just about to be ruined. What's the gamiest We have bad elves. I, oh, no, no elves. elves. I have banned no all elves. No elves. No <laughs> elves. I, I have like the old, so the old cereal packet like buildings that I built when I was about five. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, so, well, that's what I've been working on. So, so I, just give me a week to figure out the most gamey thing that's not elves, and then I'll be in. The scaven slings aren't allowed either. Oh. <laughs> in that case, I'm elves. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. No, so basically, so we, we've got that starting up, and I thought it'd be a really nice opportunity to do some, to have a bit of a convert, a bit of a kit bash, see what I can do for probably the least obvious uh gang warband there is so i'm i'm team 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 so so i think i was talking about my ogre team so i've i've converted up some sisters of sigma for the uh for the event because i mean there's there's no real equivalent but you have a plethora of really nice armored female bodies in 40k especially ding dong white so, so that's what I'm working on. I'm, I'm, cu I'm currently trying to trying to paint up my fully converted system Sigma at the moment, and nice. I'm experimenting with a bit of contrast, and I'm loving it. It's great. Contrast is a really good base. Yeah. Contr contrast is. I think it's going to. I remember talking about this when contrast first came out, and I said like it's going to make it'll improve the standard of everyone's painting, but actually the very best painters will be able to take it to another level anyway, right? You know, and so I'm really excited to see what yourself, Mike, what James, and what Phil, you know, people who are really really good painters anyway 
can actually do when the, you've got contrast. You know, I think uh, uh, Tom Hewitt has been showing some of his um, yes. Lord. Of, uh, sorry, Lord. Uh, uh, King uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, King, Song yes. of Ice and Fire models, and he's just showing how he's been able to blitz through them. And uh, yeah. Nick as well on the chair has been showing what he's done with his high ups. They yeah. basically yeah. painted so themselves in a week, great. right? In a week, so he's painted a whole team, right? And that that just shows you how contrast is massively changing the uh, the speed at which we can paint. <laughs> like every gamer in the world, and we've all seen the memes has got lots of models sitting at home, oh, yes. unpainted, right? If you don't have models unpainted sitting at home, you're not a true gamer. That, no. that, that is what I believe, yeah. right? Or you're single. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I did that when I was single. <laughs> uh, what about you, James? Are you doing any hobby? I haven't got, got that many unpainted models. I think Shade Spire is my problem because you, you buy some warbands for the cards and then you have the warbands that you don't really want to paint um, sat in. <laughs> In your uh, box, not doing it. But you, you, you yeah, what are you painting now? Because you, you finish, finish your flings. Chaos, right? So I finish the flings, and I'm, I'm sort of dipping into my. Um, we were saying before, when you get like a third party, um, you often get a lot of goodies. So I'm painting some of them. So I, I was doing a uh, crazy looking chainsaw kind of helmet uh, guy nice. uh, today. You Is know. he better than the Forge World helmet? Oh, that's just a horrible model, isn't yeah. it? So <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen the Forge World. Yeah, it's just not good. It's a bit of a helmet. And they've also oh, yeah. so so Forge World like their painters are not heavy metal. They're shit. And yeah, and there's really? a guy who's painted up for it, and and there's like mold lines on the model. Oh, so he's just slapped it on over the mold lines. So we were like, maybe if you clear the mold lines off, and it, yeah. no. It's just, but actually, the frustrating oh. thing is, is that when you're looking at that model, it's like you if, if they're trying to. S Sorry, paint them so that you're more likely to buy them. Yeah. You'd make sure you go through the effort of removing, like mm. making sure that the, a the model you're using is is a great version of that mm. model. I'm not saying all the models are going to be that because like we've all got bought stuff, you know, where the mold lines aren't quite what you've expected, right? Yeah. But if you're going to use it as this is going to be this is the flagship model, you'd make sure you've got the perfect model out there, right? You get the feeling like he's been told to paint this model and then he's like reluctant about it. He really doesn't want to make a good job of it. Do you reckon it. he just dipped it? <laughs> Dip and go. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I'm doing um, at the moment is I've got one eye on a Wood Elf team that I've, I've got coming to me. Like somebody's oh. for my birthday and they're going to bring to me soon. Oh. And I spent this morning on Photoshop. Oh, we saw, saw this on the chat. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, because what I do is I, I, take, I get a picture of the model and then I change the, you know, the hue and the saturation and the colour of uh, the kit by selecting you know, like a leg at a time. And sort of making my own sort of virtual uh, kits to try and figure out what works well. What do you mean? Don't you just steal the sort of like the painting style from just what you see online anyway? Yeah, I mean sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean sometimes? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a team you've done that's not identical to a team that's already been done. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, to be fair to James, there are a lot of models painted out there in the world, and eventually yeah. you will find yeah, one truly, that looks like your you team. Truly, you never, you'll never have a complete. Yeah. And they're all saved in zip box. Yeah. <laughs> Blaming for using Crystal Palace as a. Uh... <laughs> but anyway, so I spent a bit of this. I think I I, I did it for quite a while, and uh, and then I sort of shared a few of them on the chat. And uh, Tom, my co-commissioner, sort of summed it up by saying, "Most of these are all awful." Yeah. <laughs> and so I just, sort of just rubbed my eyes a bit and thought, "Actually, yeah, they're, yeah, they're you, not you great." For, <laughs> you, honestly, you went for some horrible colours. I, I wanted to just go like for some pink and orange. Yeah, and I wanted to go for some colours that would offset each other, but I just wasn't finding the yeah. sweet spot. So if you're going for wood elves, right? How about this? So like wood elves, obviously, you know, it's all about trees, right? Yeah. So and it's one thing I mentioned to Phil when he was painting some of his flings. What do you go for autumnal colours? So sort of like oranges so and brown. I also get ochre in there. 
and sort of okay, that, yeah. that sort of build. Yeah, but I was, I was showing you middle, like middle class colours here. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah. say. I think I've seen that in B and Q. If I just do like an orange and brown like theme or something like that, which is slightly yeah. different from what you'd traditionally see for. I quite want to do that, and then and then throw like one colour in there that offsets it. So yeah, maybe yeah, like a blue or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe I just need to use it in smaller amounts. Yeah. Well, like you know, so like a lot. of I was like the models that you see that would have models you see, for example, where they've got a bit of face paint on. Yes. You know, maybe sort of like a you know sort of like a blue face painted across okay. his eyes or something. That would. Yeah, exactly. You know, something like that. You know. The, the one thing I, I tried Free to hands, a bit tattoos. Of a, yeah, I could. And I, I, I don't. I don't really want to do that. That's, I, that's what I, I could. I mean, that's, that's what everybody else is doing. That's very unlike you. That means you're going to double down on it and do it better than them. James is a champion painter. Thank you. Thoroughly excellent painter. I think that's the only time that's ever been said on. Have you actually have you won an award for your painting? You won it several times, many times. You won it for the Orcs, times. didn't you? I think you won the, LG, so won the, the LGT best painting. Won the DBL, LGT, uh, Borak Bowl, and I got. I think I got runner up at, on one of the, the hard sixes. Maybe. Didn't win last DBL though, did you? No. Well, I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, that was someone else. Someone else on this podcast. Well, I think my team actually, ironically, was quite original in terms of its uh, paint scheme. It was like cyan, orange, it was and yellow. It was very good. But what? Would really take you to the next step is converting the models, and then oh, you would win converter. everything. Well, so if you converter. did, you would win. So everything. this is so this is interesting. Actually, it's a conversation me and Phil have a lot because Phil isn't a very big converter. No. one of the best painters I've ever seen. Right? Yes, you know, super. Um, but he, he, what he always feels that when he enters into competitions where people are converting, he lack a little bit, and yeah. and sometimes people will because converted models tend to pop because everyone's seen the traditional yeah. models. If you if you enter with a GW team, you, you are a bit of a disadvantage. Of course you are. Yeah. Well, no, but, you can, but you can convert a GW team quite easily because yes. right? yeah. of plastic. If you're a GW team, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm straight yeah. out of the box. Have you, um, uh, you, you not got strong green stuffing skills? Really, no. you don't need. Green I've done a few skills. I've done a few things with green stuff, but generally speaking, I just it's, I don't find pleasure in it like other people do. See, I'm the opposite. I, I love the conversion. Mm, I'm yeah, now starting to get my painting up. But yeah, you're similar with great though as well. Yeah, so. yeah, I've always had a loving conversion. Well, I now I need to paint them well. I really want to do them justice to what I've done with the conversions. So. Yeah, so my hobbying at the minute is ninth age and I'm finishing off the Chaos Tours, right? So I've kind of almost... Are been... they going to be done for the draft, the last uh, draft night? Well, actually, my, the, actually might be because I've kind of been... Not, Officially, but kind of semi-banned from our painting table as, <laughs> as Phil has been oh, basically spending World, World all Cup. of his time getting World ready for Cup, the World yeah. Cup. It has been grim. Yeah, I mean, he, he has done like a full marathon. Of yeah. it. He's basically has, given up his job. Has he secretly painted this Wood Elf team? No, no, no. Well, come, I'll come to that in a second. Okay. But, uh, but yeah. So here's a. But and if, and if you do get a chance to see Phil's halfling team, they are beautiful. And I've posted up some pictures on our Twitter yeah. account, which people have seen. And so. Deep oh, Root is nice. absolutely incredible, right? Um, so I've kind of been semi-banned for like it feels like the last month from oh. uh, from the time. It's not that I've been semi-banned; it's just every time I come home, Phil's at the painting table, right? You know, slaving away from the minute I get into the minute he goes home, right? So, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I need to finish that up, and I've got a couple of other bits. I've kind of converted a um, an orc chariot. Uh, in order to be able to put one of the iron jaws, like a big iron jaw boss with yes. a skull on his shoulder. Beautiful. Oh, so yeah, the mega boss. Yeah, the yeah, mega yeah. boss. Yeah. So I'm going to have him on a chariot for my ninth oh, age. Yeah. So, so like he's, he's quite commonly used as a troll in, now. People have started oh, to do yeah. that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Quite cool for uh, and then I've got like uh, I've got a couple of, couple of other things that I've painted up. Well, I've painted up recently. I've, uh, oh, sorry, that I've based recently. I've got a, uh, a wonderful goblin boss, I suppose. For a night age, it's basically something that's like this massive. I think it's a direwolf, and it's got sort of like an axe in yes. one hand and a sort of a bow on his back. And so those are all kind of like on my painting table for sort of like between now and the, and hopefully the next six weeks or so. But yeah, first and foremost, chorfs and uh, and the mega boss on the uh, on the old chariot will be next. So uh, and I hope that the chorfs are done for the draft night. Yeah, I 
I'm, it's the 21st, isn't it? So I've got about a month, um, or four weeks, I suppose. I, I think I'll be very close to that. I think I'll be very, very close to having that done. Um, well, just, it's basic, it's just all about time, right? You know, like when you're playing two game systems and stuff, it's, yeah. uh, and, you know, and then life is just makes things a little bit more challenging. But yeah, like for me, my, my aim has never been draft night, right? My aim has always been by the time I get knocked out of the cup, Mm. I want my models to be painted, and uh, and I like to think that I will get through to at least the second round, and so I've got still about mid-November. It's always got kind of been like my my hard deadline. Yeah, you just do what I'm going to do. I'm just going to fire anyone who isn't painted. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. that's very yeah. So. yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's perfect. Um, so cool. I think that's going to wrap up the podcast. I think the next one. Phil will have gone to the World Cup in a yeah. week, which ah. I know he's very excited. Has he finished his painting? Uh, oh, not yet. Nearly. But, he's, but he's getting close. Very he's close. getting close. He's got, a, he's got a tree. He had to... I, my understanding is he, uh, the tree model he had had a fling in his hand and he's had to lop off the oh, fling. To make it easier. To make it easier. So he doesn't have to paint another fling. But he's put another hand on there and I think he wants to get his uh, uh, halfling hot pot. I was going to say, if he's got time to fuck around with a chef, he must have finished everything else. Uh, yeah, so no, so he's got. <laughs> no, I, can, I think it was I more. It, that's one of those models. It was more that he's like, I just don't want to paint trees yeah, anymore. Yeah, that, I that, must that, do that's something what, that's else. What it came down to. But actually, he's been so dedicated. He's taken models with him for his weekend away, so that wow. he can get some painting done there. I'm well. sure Georgie is going to love that. Yeah. yeah well, um, you know. So I reckon the next podcast in a couple of weeks will be Phil's being to the World Cup. Post World Cup. Post World Cup. And we'll, maybe, maybe, we'll hear we get, all maybe get the team on, get uh, John on oh, and, get, yeah. and get Lewis on. Um, oh, uh, on, you know, no one I don't think we want any diversity on this podcast. So we need Lewis. to limit the diversity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're a bit close with you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, thanks all for listening, and we're now going to go and play some drunken talisman. 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 See you next time. <laughs>